Hello and welcome to Go for Bronze, episode 43. On this week's show, we talk about the Last of Us Faction multiplayer game is not dead yet, PlayStation cuts back on live service games, and the wait for GTA 6's reveal is coming to an end. I'm Joel Torres, and as always with me is my co-host, Mark Acevedo. How are you doing today, sir? I didn't forget this time. You didn't forget, and I'm alive. So <laughs> let me tell you about how last night I was worried that I was having an aneurysm. Like, actually. Oh, wow. So Aneur- I went to go... Like, blood, like your brain bleeding? Yeah. So I... That's crazy. I, after, after work, I went to go play basketball. I went to go try a big, like, sports complex that's close to my house. So they have, like, really nice indoor gyms. Really expensive. It's, like, 130 a month. But obviously, I'm not going to pay that. They got a free trial. <laughs> So, you know, if you had any experience with this, if you tried a free trial at a gym, you know that you have to talk to somebody and they're going to try to, oh, you know, what are your goals? You know, what's your expenses kind of thing. So I go in. This lady is very nice. We do that thing. She gives me a tour. And then I go play basketball. Basketball was fun, but I had I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I was playing two on two. This one guy that I had as a teammate, he was like. One of those guys that like talks a lot, like talks a big game, but then is really not that good. And then when you're running around scoring all the points and you get tired, he gets upset that you're tired. So that was happening. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Good exercise. Fuck that guy. I I thought I wasn't here for this story. I didn't know I made it into the story. (laughs) So then (laughs) I, I do that, right? Great exercise. Maybe I'm not in the best shape, but, you know, I'm trying to be in shape. And then I'm on the way home feeling fine. Yeah, I don't know if this happens. Half court, right? Yeah, you're playing half court, but still for a while. I mean, yeah, you're not tired. I mean, half court. Come on. No, you no, get no. Tired in half court. Yeah, you're the guy who doesn't hustle. You're the guy that lets <laughs> like hustle. the rebounds go and all that. I hustle. I play defense. I, you know, I get blocks. I do everything. I'm, When's the last time you played basketball? When was the last? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 who? Ke- I mean, who keeps count? You keep count of everything. When was the last time you took a shit? I. I don't oh know. no. no. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I get home and I'm feeling good. We have dinner. Liz made some stuffed peppers, which were excellent with some nice like a taco meat seasoning with rice and cheese and some nice sriracha sauce. Really good. And then something else that we've been doing when we've been eating the show we've been watching Lost. Lost is fucking awesome. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you're going to you're going to watch Lost, but you're not going to watch Game of Thrones. That's Dude, ridiculous. I, okay, hold on. You know what? You're right. Gr- Thank you for bringing that up for the audience. I can't watch Game of Thrones because I sat down in front of you guys while you literally all explained everyone's deaths. I was captive. You invited me over, which was very nice. You guys provided excellent food. It was good camaraderie, right? I had a great time. What am I supposed to do when everyone else is seeing the show and starts talking about it? I can't be like, can you guys please switch the subject? At that you point... Can be. I would do that if I were you. I don't give a fuck. Well, maybe something somebody, I really wanted to see. Maybe somebody else in the party wouldn't have allowed that. Who? What do you mean who? There was three people there. <laughs> I got to name names. What do you want me to do? You don't yeah, remember name, anything? Name. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, who do you want, what do you want? You want? It was up to James or Pam to stop intervening? No, 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 no. I'm saying that if I intervened, I feel like James might just continue anyway. James... Uh, There's a possibility of that. He respects the spoilers. All right. Well, clearly he did. Moon Knight is fucking Fight Club, (laughs) dude. So he respects he respects the movies. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the TV show backstory for that. Right. Moon Knight just 
we were me and joel were watching it and thought it was like kind of mid whatever i actually never watched it yeah I, re- I remember you guys were the only two watching it and you guys had two very different opinions about it so i was like i'm gonna bring mm. it up in front of them i just <laughs> didn't think it was that good and then our friend james had mentioned it being some themes being similar to fight club and i was immediately just like oh, i don't think so and like kind of got upset it was pretty funny yeah and even when i heard that i was kind of wild just because like you know Fight Club is really like an up there movie. I don't know how it's viewed. Is it like getting shit on by younger kids now or is it still loved? No, you I know think... how some things like like, you know, don't age correctly with each generation, like certain p- people like it more than others. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily being talked about amongst like younger crowds, but I don't think it's getting shit on. I think it's still very, very well respected. OK, OK, Cause, you know, everybody has that like reverse history. Like we're seeing a lot now, even with like uh like Resident Evil Five, where everybody's like, I like Resident Evil Five. I know you were early on it. You're you're you were there day one, but now everybody's like, because the possibility of a remake. I was there when everyone hated it. You were there when everybody hated it, and that's true. You always get respect now. You want you're not considered one of these phonies. I remember can... in what is it, 2011? Is that when Five came that's, out? That's I think 2009. 2009 it was I that early t- damn i think it was 2009 now again one of the best things something i love you can go check you can check my trophies oh i wow. played it you, you know fucking check them yeah fucking check 2009 you're correct look at that Sorry, i'm on the money encyclopedia you're here at go for bronze for accurate information <laughs> and even less accurate comedy but the <laughs> the yeah resident evil was good so i'm trying to gather my thoughts here game of thrones yeah maybe i'll watch it at some point I thought there was a little bit too many spoilers. A common thread for anyone who's maybe new here. First of all, welcome. When something gets kind of spoiled for me, it's tough for me to go back to it. A lot of times that's for games, but that's more so because games are longer and you have to like manually make your way through them. So back mm-hmm. to the aneurysm. To finish that off, we were watching Lost. And when we were watching Lost, I started to get a really bad headache, but really quickly. Specifically, mm-hmm. there was pressure behind one of my eyes and I started sweating and I started getting nauseous. So I like kind of stopped eating. And when I told Liz those symptoms, she was like, okay, like let's monitor it. We'll give you a headache pill. But she didn't like tell me what she thought it could be. Because she was like, I don't want to worry. And I was like, okay, like let's just we'll see how this goes. And then maybe like 20, 30 minutes later, I started to calm down. But I feel like also my body's like, oh, I'm not trying to die. Like I ain't no bitch. Like I'm fine. Yeah. But anyway, I asked her and she was like, yeah, the things you were describing is kind of what happens when you have an aneurysm you get like higher pressure a pain behind your eye maybe some numbness in the limbs and then you can have an aneurysm that is just painful and a problem or you can have one that's painful problem and pops so as soon as i started feeling better i was like this is fine but for a minute there i was like damn because it's something that if that happens you can't stop it the only thing you can do is go somewhere if you need to get like an operation done that's crazy Ew but no bueno uh, probably had a fucking aneurysm watching loss that's probably like lost loss is good a lost is really good and we just started watching it randomly because we were i think a couple of nights ago we just wanted to watch something while we were eating food and i was like really randomly i just thought of lost and i was like ah i mean that's supposed to be like one of the best shows ever let's try it and i don't know anything about it i think it's a similar thing that game of thrones has where the ending people don't like yeah that's okay, because I don't know anything about what happens. End. That's not true. I think there are certain things that not, you know what you know what has an excellent ending. What Twin Peaks, baby? Come on! Oh my gosh! Actually, controversial. Like some season pe- three, or like I you're including so. season three in that? Yes. 
Because Se- isn't season three not that hot? Season three ends fantastically, in my opinion. I think the okay. last episode is excellent. I think the most of the season is not very good. Is it an ending ending, or is it like a, we may be coming back to it? Um, No, it's not like a, we may be coming back to it, but it's hard to describe anything without context for that show. All I'm asking is, is it like a definitive thing, unlike anything we see now in media, where it's an ending and you're fine leaving it? It is... Um, like you're okay it's an with ending. like you're okay with like oh this is like the last of Twin Peaks like I'm never gonna see it again yeah I feel yeah nourished yes I would be fine yeah I think so okay yeah definitely because I feel like nothing ends like that everything ends with not because of the marvelization of media with like a little post cream thing where it's like mm. all right it's not actually over it's yeah. like all right what well, can things die things can be one or two things that's true I also I understand that when a lot of these things being cross media are trying to get you into different things. For me, it can be kind of overwhelming sometimes instead of just enjoying maybe the core. An example of that is, you know, The Boys has that spinoff Gen V, which we do think looks really good, but we haven't watched it yet. I did see an article that Eric Kripke was like, oh, well, Gen V season one ending leads into The Boys season four's beginning. And then I saw that and that pissed me off. And season four's ending will lead straight into Gen V season two. And I was like, okay, you might lose me on all of it at that point. Yeah, that's when I saw that, I'm like, fuck. So now I got to watch all this fucking shit now. Which is like, I kind of wanted to watch Gen V, but I liked it when it was more like my decision. And now they mm-hmm. now they've made it like I have to watch it now. And I don't got to do a damn thing. And I don't have to do a damn thing. And I'll fucking not watch any of that shit. And I'll call it a fucking day. Yeah, I'll get I'll get my The Boys fix when Homelander comes to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And I think he is. In, and from what I've seen, I think he is in Gen V. By the way, spoilers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I mean, yeah, not, that's but... definitely a spoiler for some people, but I don't care. is it i feel like yeah i I think so it's been casually shown so i feel like oh well i didn't know Uh oh you know what i mean i've seen it on the internet you know that's all right ign posted on the front page we see uh, yeah ign posts spoilers too that's what i think i literally saw it from an ign uh article the article that you're talking Mm. about where they're like gen v leads into season four like shows like homelander landed on the campus Mm. gotcha so all right well then that's that. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. Having a good time playing games. You mm. know, I was I was looking on my phone right before we hopped on here. Just casually scroll, scroll on Amazon because um, this month, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll probably eventually mention it. A little softer month in terms of games release. So I was like, mm. all right, let me see. Let me let me hop into Switch land and see what the Switch has. And I, and I thought to myself before closing my phone and starting the show and starting the intro is who the fuck is going to buy this warrior warrior game and why what is this warrior wear thing i've never played it i have no affinity for wario as a character in general and is this where he comes from is he is this like his own game this is why he's in smash and shit no i don't think this is where he comes from originally but warrior wear if i'm remembering correctly this is the one that's like a series of mini games yeah, and I that so I'm like it just sounds like a Jackbox party game, but with like Mario dressing. Yeah, I think it's. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait! So it's like a it's like a Jackbox like a multiplayer kind of game. 
I thought so. Like I at least like couch. It gave me couch co-op vibes, right? Like that's like you're not gonna play mini games by yourself. If it's the way that they have traditionally been, I believe WarioWare games are normally a series of single-player mini games that are just like almost like flash games, in the sense that there's just like a large series of them, but they're just little kind of wacky mini games. I've never like played one. I also agree. I don't really understand the appeal. But when you mentioned Switch in November, I thought Super Mario RPG isn't that like the that's like the big thing over there right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what that that was another one. Super Mario RPG, Super Mario Wonder is also mm-hmm. a possibility. And also, I was also going to ask possibly to borrow Tears of the Kingdom. So why oh, not yeah, do it yeah. on a public forum? Because you know, if I give you Starfield, I play that. I feel like that's like I want to get in. I want to. You know, I at least want to try like all the game of the year contenders. You know, I tried Starfield. I played it for 20 hours, tried my best. You know, I fell off. It wasn't for me. And then same thing with Baldur's Gate 3, where I'm not falling off because of the quality. Starfield was definitely more of like a quality and like how the game played. Baldur's Gate 3 was just like it kind of hit me at a bad time. I was trying to finish up Alan Wake, then play Spider-Man 2 now back in Alan Wake. So mm. maybe go back to Baldur's Gate once I'm done without Alan Wake. But in the meantime, I was like, let me try out Tears of the Kingdom. Let me see what this is all about. Yeah, I think that'll be good to switch off and then have we can have a more well-rounded discussion towards the end of the year. Because Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. I am really enjoying, specifically in a multiplayer capacity, playing with a couple of my friends. But I want to try Starfield, and I'm curious how you'll feel about Tears of the Kingdom, because I feel the way about Tears similar to how you feel about Starfield, where I played it for maybe 20, 30 hours, and I was like, this is okay. You know, I, I understand why some people like it. Maybe it's not for me the most. And I'm curious if we'll switch off and we'll both have those opinions about both of those games. Yeah, because I feel like I need one of those games to click because I feel like we're in a we're in like a like a bizarre universe where everybody's saying that this is like the best year in gaming and me and you're like, it's okay. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I've been hearing more and more people being like certified. This is one of the greatest years. And now it's to the point where it's not only this is one of the greatest years, but there are people being like, this is the greatest year in games ever. And I'm like, I'm like, now why we got to jump out the fucking roof and do some crazy ass shit like that? Like, relax. I agree. I was thinking about it in my head too, comparing to some of those other years that people talk about, right? Like what, 97 or 98, 2004, 2007, 2013, 2017. And I'm like, okay, there is a possibility that some of these years we have more fondness on because of maybe our age, or maybe there are different things that that interlace to why this is not how we're viewing this one. Even Mm -hmm. then, I thought about it a little bit further, and I just thought about 2013. Just 2013 alone. You've got Last of Us. You've got Grand Theft Auto V. You've got Bioshock Infinite. Those are the first three that come to mind, which obviously I don't know about you. I think I do, though. Those alone are enough for me to be like, all right, that's it. But that's not all that was that year. Those are the things that yeah. come to mind. Like that's That's true. I think, though, for other people... It is they have games like that this year, like a Boulder's Gate three. Is that for somebody is their last of us is their Bioshock. But I I but I think there's only one of those. Like, I think Baldur's Gate is the only game I truly think deserves being game of the year candidate, even if it's not like the best thing, even I'm if it's not Alan maybe Wake two, though. Okay, so sure. So Alan Wake two also. You're right. Let me not just skip that. I think my main point being that. 
even in 2013, it could be Last of Us, it could be GTA, it could be Bioshock, or it could be any other number of games. Those three alone, though, are all, I think, at that Baldur's Gate level, at least. I don't think any yes. of the other games this year are even at that level. So I think that's I, my and thing. The, and I think... So I agree with you, but I think you can make an argument for being one of the best years in gaming mm. if you come if you come to the argument that we have one you want to put it in the trophy race. We can the, simplify it. We have one platinum. We have one official game that's going to be like in the top like 25 best games of all time kind of conversation in Baldur's Gate. So I feel like for you to have a, one of those like best years of all time, you need to at least have like two kind of games like that per year. But what this year, I think, definitely has a lot of it has a lot of those. This year has a lot of eight to nines. And I think that that's why people mm. are getting overinflated, because if you think there's a lot of solid releases, they're not maybe like mind blowing, like, oh, shit, like this is going to like define how I view games kind of year. But they are having a lot of there's a lot there's a consistency in terms of having quality stuff to play basically the entire year, getting new releases almost every year that are somewhat interesting. Or every month, I mean, this year. And I mean, this year is also clearly the best year for this generation as well. I agree with it being the best year for this generation, but I just don't... Again, like you're saying, maybe it's just us or something where it's like, I just don't feel like there It doesn't feel very innovative this year. It's a lot of sequels and it's a lot of licensed IP. So it feels like not fresh ideas. 2013, I'm just reading off of a list. Uh, some of them. This isn't all the mm-hmm. games, but this is just some of them. Metro Last Light. Splinter Cell Blacklist. The Tomb Oof. Raider Reboot. Uh, Rayman Legends, okay. which I know a lot of people did love. That Let's game was see. fire. I remember that. Assassin's I Creed that, 4. Um, that's one of the people's favorites. Stanley Parable. Oh, wow. Um, Let's see. Saints Row 4. I'm gonna. I mean, it's not like the greatest, but I'll put it up there. It's still good. Nino Kuni. Ooh, Let's see. underrated. And then, oh, uh, everyone's favorite, Gone Home. <laughs> Last of Us. Legend okay. of Zelda: A Link Between DD. Worlds. Super Mario 3D World. Bioshock Infinite. Ooh. And Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, those last, those last three with like Last of Us, Bioshock, and Grand Theft Auto Five, like those. There's no game that can touch any of those this generation except Baldur's Gate 3. I that's what I, and that's the things I personally really agree with that and I think next in line even though I haven't finished it without question I think Alan Wake 2 is that next up. I don't think Tears of the Kingdom is just I think that like I said I want to get experience with Starfield and see what that's about but I don't think games just being large but kind of uninteresting means that they're game of the year just cuz it's from a large franchise. Yeah, like I don't think Tears of the Kingdom is that interesting or moves the Zelda needle forward that much. I agree, because I mean, I think a lot of people always also have lamented that it doesn't even run that well. And I feel like that's the same issue with Starfield, where it's like these games possibly have potential. Starfield is more like it's being hindered because of Xbox's strategy with the Series S, which I think is going to which we're already seeing with Starfield is fucking them over and it's going to fuck them over the longer the generation goes. So they're probably going to have to cut it off soon but even with and then the switch is just was released in 2017 and it is on the borderline of like having new hardware come to it so both of those mm. games are handicapped by that where it's like those don't feel like full complete products yet just because they're not able to like 
they're not able to come out the way the developers want want the game to. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Bethesda wish it was a lot more like uh, streamless, like No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky style of exploration, as opposed to what the fuck they got going on with all these goddamn loading screens. Yeah, and the same thing with fucking Tears. They probably want it to run smooth. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, we'll see what the nominations come to. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know about all this best year ever. I didn't feel it. Yeah. And even with Spider-Man 2, I feel like Spider-Man 2 was... I feel like Spider-Man 2 was a little bit of a letdown in terms of narrative, and it exceeded in gameplay, where it's like it made Peter Parker more interesting than um, playing as Miles Morales. But then, like, the overall narrative, I don't think it hit as hard as the first game or even Miles Morales. Yeah, I would agree. I think so. I guess we might as well get into what we've been playing. So we can start with Spider-Man. Let's go. You can continue with Spider-Man. Yeah, so I platinum Spider-Man, so I'm completely done with Spider-Man. And not to get uh, spoilery, so you don't have to worry about like spoilers and stuff like that, which honestly, we shouldn't even have to worry about that because it has like a 50 percent completion percentage. So people are Mm. playing and beating this game. But um, you still will be safe from spoilers here. But I think overall, the game's narrative is kind of weak. And I kind of hate what they did with Peter Parker and making him like a complete and utter bitch. Mm. Like he's like just like. He it's kind of shocking that they try to make these characters, these characters that were like born and raised in New York, because it's like you guys have no New York qualities, no like toughness about you, him and Miles. Like they're both like just like kind of like so good that it feels like fake it's like almost at times it's like are these motherfuckers being sarcastic like Mm. it's like so ridiculous how nice they are that is something to mention so i did think the dialogue i thought the dialogue was a little cringy at parts not that it was like bad bad Mm -hmm. but i thought it was a little bit more cringy in that kind of marvel way that we hear people joke about a little bit more than i thought miles morales or the first spider-man i did think i don't know if i ever laughed playing it but there were definitely some jokes that I was like, oh, this shit did not land. Yeah, and also, fucking, fuck Harry. Harry's not a likable character at all in this game. Mm, yeah. I agree. I'm just kind of like, I, I kind of shrugging it off because I'm like, I don't want to get into any spoiler territory, but I think that I think the most likable people, I mean, I think Miles is really likable, and I think that I thought Craven was ex- not like likable in the sense of like you're rooting for him, but I liked Craven a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that any of the other characters that I thought were good or interesting, I won't mention here because I wouldn't want to say. Yeah, spoil. Yeah, you don't want to spoil. So, but like just a ensemble that we know. Of. So then, yeah, it kind of makes like, you know, Peter Parker, Peter Parker and MJ are weird and they also have like mm-hmm. no chemistry, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with that. It doesn't really feel like uh, loving or like a relation. I don't know. I think it's tough to not get into the spoiler. Yeah. But overall, the Peter MJ arc in this game is more frustrating than I think like satisfying. Yeah, I would agree. So I've also been playing Spider-Man. I have not platinumed it, so I'm not at the same level of completion or maybe knowledge about the game as Joel is. I did finish it. I finished it on the first weekend that I was out to make sure that I avoided spoilers. And when I finished the game, I ended at around 65% map completion. So that's what it looks like right now. And I did 
similar to what Joel was saying, I really enjoyed the gameplay. I think specifically the movement is pretty fantastic in the new web sling, the web wings, the tunnels that you can use to like glide on the wind to get around. I think that it was really smart that they added the web wings, especially to get over water because the map is bigger than the other titles. And without that, I think it would have been really annoying. There were even a couple of times when I was playing and I had experienced like running on water for a second or kind of not swinging like efficiently over the water. Now, talking about the game's performance or gameplay, I was a little bit lucky in the sense that I didn't have a lot of bugs happen, but I saw this is something that a lot of people had to deal with. And I know you sent me a clip of Peter getting stuck in like an object while playing. We didn't have any of the like famous glitches you've seen online happen to us, but I am surprised how buggy some people's games were. Yeah, I had that. And then I did have a hard I had a hard blue screen crash like Mm-mm. Like game fully crashed, but then and I had so I had the one where Peter was stuck like in a chandelier mm-hmm. and I couldn't get him out of that, so I had to restart. Then I had another one where one of like uh, where you're doing like the craven, like the the outposts that are like on the on the ceiling of buildings. Mm-hmm. I had one of those where I like killed an enemy, or like there was not an, I didn't kill an enemy, but an enemy didn't like spawn to like walk through the prompt or the door wasn't open, so they were mm-hmm. just stuck in this building. And I couldn't kill them, so I had to just restart and then ki- and then like you know finish off the the outpost that way because it was basically like I beat everybody, but he was stuck in the middle of the building. I couldn't get to him. Mm. And then I had one where there was like a cutscene that the audio wasn't playing, but at least I had subtitles on, so I was able to read it. So I I had a few bugs, but that doesn't even really that's not really what bothers me with this game. I don't think that it's enough that I would like you know be like oh the game is trash or you mm. shouldn't play it because of that like. Those were very few. Like I played the game for 30 hours and most of these bugs were like probably like in the very beginning of when I started playing the game. And then after a few updates, like it feels like it fixed itself. Mm. Did I ever tell the story of why I waited so long to and I guess this is an update too. I didn't have it here in my list, but I did also play and finish Miles Morales right before rolling into Spider-Man 2. And I don't know if I ever told the story of why I never finished Miles Morales up until now. But the reason is we got our PlayStation 5s pretty close to launch, and I got mine mm-hmm. that Christmas, and so I wanted to play Miles Morales, so I booted it up, was enjoying it, and I was in the second main mission, and while I was in the second main mission, the game did crash, but not only did the game crash, my PS5 made an audible clicking sound and then shut down, and because of that, it scared me enough that I was like, I don't want to play this game, so that's why I waited to play Miles, but it was crazy how hard it bricked the system. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me that, which was kind of, it's kind of weird because I was like, that was like the flagship PS5 title at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think even now, yeah, when that... I played it recently, I was like, you know, it is pushing the PS5 definitely compared to some other games that are more PS4, PS5. I know Miles Morales is PS4, PS5, but I know that there's a noticeable difference when you're playing between the consoles. Yeah, and I mean this one it ran like I that's what I'm saying where it's like I don't I don't feel like complaining or harping on those four bugs mm-hmm. when like I can fast travel to any point I want in this game and it's like so seamless and the uh, and it ran like at a consistent frame rate. I didn't have any mm-hmm. like frame frame rate performance issues. So I like overall I think the game's performance is great. Mm-hmm. Now I just I just I saw this also here. Uh it's the third highest rated superhero game out of 91 on Metacritic. Mm, what are the first This two? game is not a night the you know arkham city and arkham asylum arkham city's a 96 arkham asylum's a 92 and i I, think both those games are still better than this game i would 
I think Arkham Knight's better too. Ooh, I feel confident saying that. Hot take. I, th- I feel like I have to replay both. I have to I, replay Arkham Knight. I'm not definitive on that, but I, I can yeah. see the argument. I understand why it's a hot take because a lot of people like to complain about the vehicle stuff, and I get that. My thing with that is that was the only complaint I had really ever heard from people. And when I played the game, there's so many things to love about it, especially also playing it. Maybe like if you said, if you did return to it, I think I thought Arkham City, like the actual map itself is incredible. I think the movement is really good. I think that game looks so fucking ridiculously good when you consider it came out in 2015. So I think that game Mm -hmm. visually is really gorgeous. I think some of the best combat ever, right? I mean, Spider-Man is using basically Arkham combat. And I think that the use of main story and side missions and bosses and collectibles, there's so much to do. And not only that, when you finish the game, I feel like I won't spoil it because I don't know. Even though it's been out for a long time, I still don't want to spoil it. The game ends and then you have something else you can do if you choose to. And I know a minority of people have done it because it's like a larger undertaking. But it's really fucking cool and it gives you extra stuff to do. And all the DLC for that game is incredible. Like the DLC adds a lot of really interesting things. Like it even adds, for an example, there's a DLC that adds an entire Zeppelin in the sky for you to go into and like explore and do missions and like a boss. Like it's just, there are a Mm. lot of different things that are really cool on that map. And so... I'm not saying Spider-Man 2 is not good by any means. I think it's excellent. I'm also saying that I really love Arkham Knight and I don't understand the further... I get the PC port was awful. I remember that. That wasn't my Mm -hmm. experience with it, but I know that that did happen. So I can understand if that's something that knocks it down a couple of pegs in people's eyes. But in terms of superhero games, I would say all three of the Batman games are like... Now, I know there's Origins too, but I'm not including that. I haven't played it. So... But I do think yeah. Arkham Asylum City and Knight are the best. I would put City and Knight together, and I like Asylum the best. But mm. I played City okay. way after. Like, I played City in, like, 2017. Yeah. So that like was, like, the last one I played. Six years after has returned. Yeah. I think, thinking back on Arkham Knight, I think the way they portrayed Gotham even though technically Gotham is like abandoned, it felt more alive with the, like the mm-hmm. villains at least. Cause remember like the firefly thing where he just like fucking tackles you in the middle of the fucking man bat. Too? Like, it just happens randomly. Yeah. And the, and the man bat and all that shit. Like it's like, that is cool shit that like, mm-hmm. I was expecting something like that in Spider-Man too. Yeah. But it's very much like go to this spot, activate this checkpoint. Da, 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 da. And not that that's bad. And it, and I did enjoy my time with Spider-Man too. Like I platinum it. Like I like playing it as a game. But I think what I'm noticing now with like the Sony first party games is that I already know what I'm gonna get. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like not fun. And that's what is intriguing me so much about Alan Wake 2 is that it is something that I am not familiar with. I don't even know the subject matter that it's based off of, and it all feels very, very fresh. Mm-hmm. Whereas with first party, it's like all right, I know how God of War Ragnarok's kind of going to end. I know how Spider-Man 2 is going to end. I'm going to know how Ghost of Tsushima, whatever, or Ghost of whatever the fuck island Jin takes over is going to end. You know, so that kind of stuff where it's like, eh, it's not, it's not, it's not that fun. How, how confident on a scale of one to 10 are you that we are actually going to get another Ghost of Tsushima next? I'm like, I'm like 85% sure. Hmm. 
because that game sold i think i think it sold better than playstation was was expecting Mm -hmm. and i think it has like this weird like anti last of us boost behind it because people were so pissed off of part two and then this game came out a month afterwards and i feel like that like overall the community really likes that game for Mm -hmm. what it is and what it and like it's a very good game. I don't, but I don't think it's anywhere in the same class as like the last of us part two. Yeah. But it got elevated because there was such like a negative backlash to that game. So I think that, yeah, they're going to make it. I think it sold well. I think like, there's no reason to not have a sequel. I feel like it ended with, I didn't really end with like a cliffhanger, but like, you can kind of see where like they're planning on like the rumors of traveling to a new Island and shit like that. Mm hmm. And I'm curious because that's something that I still need to go back and finish. And I also have Iki Island, so it'd be fun to play that too. I'm sure I'll have yeah, time. Yeah, not even play that. So that probably like ties more into what the sequel possibly can be. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll have time to do it because as we're going to talk about later in the show, at least from a first party perspective, I think it'll be a minute before we see things, which on a positive side, right, there's always some backlog stuff, but on a negative stuff, the the backlog is actually shrinking, I think for me. I think for the first time ever my backlog is getting smaller than it is bigger a large reason for that is because of re-releasing games that i've already well the log doesn't get as big as the older you get look i know we don't got to talk about that right now though okay (laughs) i'm talking about video games (laughs) i want to reference something for but it's a spoiler so i can't but the the uh, well um damn shit's funny so what I'm saying with the like the backlog getting smaller though is because a lot of the new games that are released are re-releases and we've been around long enough that we've played those maybe when they originally came out and sometimes Yeah, Dead Space made me feel so old this year. Like Dead Space and even Resident Evil 4. I know that Resident Evil 4 we haven't finished all the way mm-hmm. uh not the new one. We have finished the new one, but I'm saying the old one we never fully finished, but now we got into it. But there's still something about it that it's like Like it's... I remember when that game came out, like I was conscious yeah. of like it was around the original so it's like not necessarily on the backlog but all of that all of that said you mentioned alan wake 2 so why don't we go into that for a little bit before we transition over to other games i i'll talk about it on a minor perspective really quickly because i've played less of it than you have i'm about three chapters in i do think Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic game i think it looks insanely good I think Remedy is a great studio. I'm very proud of them for putting like this out. And they do a lot with less money than other studios do. And I think it's really just impressive and creative. I think that it plays really well. I didn't have any bugs or glitches in the couple of hours that I did play. The one thing I will say is that just for me personally, I'm a large Twin Peaks fan. I know we actually already mentioned it here on the show today, but I'm a large Twin Peaks fan and also True Detective. And I know that these games can take inspiration from those and i've kind of fallen off just momentarily because the first two chapters i felt like were inspired by twin peaks to the point that i was like i'm playing twin peaks it's cool i love that but at the same time it was a couple of hours where i was like i kind of want to get to the what's original about alan wake and i didn't get there Mm -hmm. i know i will get there but so for right now i'm not focusing on playing it but i did really like what i played but you can you can chime in a little bit more, obviously spoiler free, but I know that you're deeper into it than I am. Yeah, I think my game clock when I before I headed over here to record was at like nine and a half hours or nine hours. So I'm I'm pretty deep in it. And honestly, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near the end. I'm not quite sure exactly how long it is. I can I like I can see it like being like a 15 to 20 hour game, which I don't mind at all. Shorter than that, I heard. 
I heard it's, it's a shorter sh- than that. I heard you could platinum it in seventeen hours. Oh, oh that's. Nice. Pro- I'm assuming Wait, that's probably I'm you're following it. a guide. So that that's like speed running. I also do think I'm taking it pretty slow. Mm. I'm like circling back a lot, spending time to solve all the puzzles and shit, like no guides and stuff. So I, I know I play games a little, like especially just single player narrative games. I play them a little slower. I do want to say now I won't spoil it to say where, obviously, or even give details of if it happened. But I'm curious if this did happen to you. There is a part in the second chapter of the game that I was so stumped that I had to go online to figure out what to do. Did that happen to you or no? No. Okay, interesting. That's that's cool. That's that's all I needed. I was just curious because I don't think that happens to me very often. Now it sounds like we're talking about my log not getting big again, but it doesn't yeah. happen to me that often. But I when I went online and looked at it, you know, all the comments were like, "Thank you. Thank you." I literally couldn't progress. I had no fucking clue what to do. So I it's good that you didn't have that issue, but there was one small section that I thought just the like um You know how Is it like a puzzle? It was a puzzle, but you know, you know how a lot of times it's in the first two chapters. I feel like you can vaguely. I don't want to say it because I want the people that are going to get stuck on it to fucking get stuck on it. Okay. because I don't think it was a puzzle that was too difficult. I think it was poor design, so I didn't know what to do. I'm not saying I need the hints to be like telling me like I don't need my main character to be like, oh, I should try the ladder over there. I don't not that you don't need Aloy from fucking Horizon. Yeah, I'm not saying that I need that. But what I am saying is if you look at I wish I had a good example to think of right now. But if you look at some like documentaries or there's dev journals about this on multiple games where a lot of level design is even about like the way a light shines or maybe the way a trash can is sitting on the floor. So you're kind of you kind of subconsciously know mm-hmm. where to go. I thought that this puzzle was designed in such a way where I didn't really know what to do. But then even when I had figured it out and in my mind, I could sit, like talk it out and be like, oh, it wants me to do this and then this and then I'm going to do this. But when I would try it, it would not work. And then I was like, I don't understand. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. That still doesn't make any fucking sense, but sure. Does it have something to do with rhyming? No, it's not that. That was okay. actually, that one was not too bad for me. Okay. And that one you can trial and error. This one was one that you can't trial and error. It's like a location you have to go to that they do not tell you. Huh. I wonder, I, re- I really wonder what it is. Because um, I, I didn't, I didn't find anything really difficult and i'm somebody who gets stumped on puzzles but mm. i mean you're not firing on all cylinders you're trying to play modern warfare 3 zombies today so you well, know i was just excited because i thought that <laughs> what he's talking about is earlier this morning i was like oh shit do you want to play zombies like at, uh like sometime today but then i forgot a that game sharing doesn't really work so you probably don't have it but then also b it's not out for us it's out for the people that do like that new zealand trick for those of you who don't know, for midnight releases, you can, I think it's way too much effort, but you can like create a new account and make it a New Zealand account since it releases earlier there and then play it. So I saw a couple of YouTubers streaming it. Yeah, I got kind of excited. I'll just play it at midnight tonight. And then, um, so yeah, I had a, had a smooth brain moment for sure. Yeah, I don't think I could do the New Zealand thing just because I want my t- trophies to be time stamped correctly yeah absolutely i mean that's something that i faced not with the new zealand but making a new account because remember you can't fucking restart gran turismo 7 so i was like oh i can mm-hmm. just make a new account but on the on the polyphony digital like support frequently asked questions they suggest you make a new account and repurchase the game yeah fuck no 
that's crazy but that's insane gt7 definitely has done some good things but before we move away from alan wake is there anything else you wanted to mention about it and we'll we'll return to it with some news stories later yeah i mean i think it's fantastic i think it's fucking awesome definitely like a game of the year kind of contender for me which i wasn't fully expecting um i think it's creative very creative and introduces like kind of new ways to like mess with the story and the environment one of the things that actually i was going to say is i really think the environment is really good at telling you like when it comes to puzzles or collectibles like there's like these weird little items that appear all the time Mm. and i just i think the game communicates to you in such an interesting way and is also just so it's so weird and it's it's very it feels very foreign obviously it's made by people that live that are from finland you know with sam lake and all that so it just feels it just feels all mysterious and a little mm. off, which makes it so fun. And that world is like the world that they created gives them a lot of liberty, but they don't like abuse it. They use it the right way. And I absolutely agree that for the uh, for the most part, and I would say like 98 percent is extremely well designed on where to go, what to do. But just that mm-hmm. one thing. And I maybe that's why that one thing stuck out so much, because it was like smooth sailing. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Something I do want to mention that. I won't go into any kind of spoiler territory, but the UI, the user interface, I think is really good. I think the maps are very, or like the menus are really good. I think they're snappy. I think that I'm always... The pause menu is our fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, the pause menus are sick. And I'm always more of a fan of minimalist design and UI nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I think those things are really good for And also performance. I mean, I haven't even looked at performance settings and it's just like great. There's like, no, I haven't even noticed anything to change. Yeah, everything has been running smooth for me. So I would definitely recommend that. I haven't, we haven't heard any sales numbers. I hope it's sold well. I would assume it's not selling too, too hot because they would have came out the gate and been like, you know, fastest selling remedy game in history for first 24 hours or something like that. So it's tough I hope for it is selling well. It's normally but. traditionally tough for horror games. Stuff for horror games, but it's also tough after coming from fucking Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Wonder. You know, mm. you got a lot of, like, family-friendly shit, and you're coming. And also, I, they, this is definitely, like, a horror game, which I love. Like, this is mm. a proper, like, horror, like, Resident Evil-style game. Mm. I think that's why I really enjoy it, too, because it feels like the first game that's, like, a Resident Evil-style game that's not Resident Evil, outside of Dead Space, obviously. Or Evil Within, but I agree. Outside or of, Evil Within. Outside of those, I totally agree that there's not... There's not well. There's not big budget ones. There are an yeah, insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's an insane amount of smaller budget ones. Y'all are trying out there. You really are trying to make the next Resident Evil out there, but yeah. So there. I mean, yeah. There are a lot of options that are not like that, but yeah, big budget. I agree. I think it's it's really good for those things. I think I feel like for me, my game of the year is going to end up being. I feel like it's going to come down to Alan Wake. It's going to come down to Resident Evil Four, Dead Space, or Dredge. I didn't want to have Resident Evil 4 or Dead Space in my contenders because as I've spoken about kind of throughout the course of the year, I love both of those games. I think they're fantastic, but because they're remakes, I don't want those to be what I remember 2023 as. But we're just going to have to see. I don't think that like Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Baldur's Gate, Tears of the Kingdom, those three for me personally, I can't. I feel like I could be like, oh, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 is my game of the year. But I feel like I'm lying if I say that because I don't really have any intention or care to finish it. I'm just enjoying it whenever I enjoy it. But it doesn't have me grabbed like that, if that makes sense. Objectively, I understand it's an absolute knockout of the park. 
but mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna just lie and be like oh it's my favorite game if it was my favorite game i would have already finished it and all that kind of stuff yeah that is reddit's game of the year though this year Baldur's gate 3 yeah and that's the thing i understand like why it would be now another game that i've been playing which i mean we've mentioned this before i know and i told you you're like 14 year old mark would be losing his <laughs> shit hearing this <laughs> so i went back and i've been playing Ezio the Artore de frenzy oh wow uh, Assass- the full time yeah assassin's creed mirage came out and instead of dropping 50 bones on it we thought about it and we were like let's wait a little bit which i think was a smart decision based on some of the things people were complaining about at the time a little bit buggy maybe not the best value, the chromatic aberration, or some visual effects being a little bit annoying, which they have now patched out. So you're probably just going to get a better package later anyway. But we also already own every single other Assassin's Creed mainline title that even is available on PlayStation 4 and PS5. So I was like, why don't I just go back? I'll just go through them. So I started with Assassin's Creed 2, since Assassin's Creed 1 is not available, and I bet they will be remaking that. We did hear a rumor about that maybe a year ago, but I we haven't heard mm-hmm. anything since. So Assassin's Creed 2, released originally back in 2009. I actually think it's pretty great. I thought, I always gave this game a lot of shit because I thought it was ugly. And I didn't think the combat was very good. I still think it's a little ugly. And I still think the combat is not that good. However, I'm almost done with the main story. I'm about 80% through. And I think that the main story is actually really good. I think it's really interesting. And I think it's really original. And I love alternate history stuff. So the inclusion of certain characters in late 1400s Italy is just really, really cool. There are some that are mm-hmm. early that are like no big deal. And then there are some later in the game. Like there's a character I met in the last chap in the most recent chapter close to the end of the game. And I was like, holy shit, this person is part of this game. It's really just like very fun to do. And I'm excited to just kind of like make my way through the series. So about 80% done with the main story about 70% done with the trophy list so I'll probably clear up that platinum too and that has a 6% platinum rate so that probably won't be that bad to do and then I'll move on to Brotherhood next and then I mean there's a ton of them to play theoretically yeah you're I mean you're the tip of the iceberg and they only get longer from what I understand like they just get larger in scope until Mirage it comes back down yeah I think that that's probably the natural trajectory for those games but uh really happy to be playing it though I'm happy. I'm happy to play it. I mean, you know, you you always flip flop eventually, whether it takes 14 years or 14 days or 14 seconds. Or you could just say I'm open minded and I try the stuff and I formulate a real opinion instead of being like that shit's (laughs) mid without experiencing it. Yeah, but that's fun sometimes. Remember how much fun you were having with with the fucking Ass Creed and fucking Ass Effect? You know, it's even better. You're so clever. What's even better is having the fun of talking all that shit and then being like, yeah, but I also love that game oh my gosh you get the best of both worlds like if somebody really likes it and they're around me i'll be like that shit sucks that shit is whack and then if somebody hates it i'll be like no that game's really good and i can yes you're you're ready to play both sides and i can fight that battle on both sides with with details yeah you can i will say i'm really happy that i'm playing it though and going through the series now and i didn't feel uh like an intense urge to buy mirage yet so I don't really think there's anything lost there. And the thing also, is, if you wanted to play out there, the listeners to play all these Assassin's Creed game, I think they're like all with plus now. 
at least extra, right? They come with. I think that, or also, I think Ubisoft Plus comes with your PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah. So. So you do have. If you yeah. guys are interested in any of them, you pro- it's a very easy intro. I don't know if this is obnoxious. I'm sure you could just look up a list, but yeah, it's the Ezio collection, and then you would play three Brotherhood four. Well, Ezio collection would be two Brotherhood and Revelations. So oh, okay. you're, no, no, you're oh, right. Wow. This guy's Assassin's Creed guy. Now. Yeah, two Brotherhood and then Revelations. Then you would move Got on. The fucking timeline tattooed on his ass. You, you would you would play three, <laughs> then you'd play four, then Rogue, then Unity, Syndicate, Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, and then Mirage. And those are all the main. I heard a lot ones. of good things about Syndicate. Yeah, I yeah. The reason why I sound like that is just because, like, for some reason, the setting for me doesn't. I don't. It doesn't do anything That's for the me. the England one, right? Yeah. Yeah, the setting... I, the only reason I would think about playing it now is because of the order, and we're never going to get a game like that, so it's mm. kind of a similar setting. That's true. But uh, Game Ranks has been giving a lot of love to that game in particular. That one in Unity, mm-hmm. and like, uh, like their like, top 10 list will be like, top 10 games that look still great even today, or like top 10 games that were like ab- before their time and shit like that, and... Mm-hmm. They've been they've been highlighting a lot of them this year in those like lists and kind of you know drawn a curiosity being like huh what did I miss here because you know like you were saying we were just kind of blindly we blindly hated on Assassin's Creed and Mass Effect we that was really the only two franchises we did it with mm, and there Mass were Effect more. was they were more of each other a ones. Dragon Age but that's bad uh, yeah <laughs> I know but <laughs> you, but that was game game of the year 2014 Dragon Age Inquisition that was just that was a bad year, and that wasn't that wasn't our game of the year. So that doesn't matter. My, yeah. my game of the year was Shadow of Mordor, but I feel like those were the only two um, games or two game franchises that were that big and that good. Like they were like, even though we didn't like them, like in their peak, people were fucking with them. Like people were losing their shit over Ass Creed Two and Ass Effect. That is absolutely true. Before I forget, since you mentioned. Shadow of Mordor. Wow, good, nice. Was your 2014 game of the year? I think my 2014 game of the year, and I don't really care if I get flack for it. Yeah, my 2014 game of the year is Drive Club for sure. Wow. I don't care how much shit I get because it was like, okay, sure, it was a shitty year, but also that game, beautiful game. All right. Do you're a fucking shell for PlayStation? I am not a shell for PlayStation. <laughs> it was just a good game. I liked Evolution Studios. I liked MotorStorm. <laughs> Bruh, Evolution Studios doesn't even like Drive Club. Get the fuck Shut out of the here. fuck up. You're just saying because you couldn't play that game. You tried and you were bad I, at it. It wasn't. It played ah! like Grid. And Grid. It played like Grid and Grid plays like so shit. You're bad at That's, grid why both That's those, what you're saying. Both of those series are dead. I'm good at fucking Gran Turismo driving real cars. Yeah, the real racing simulator. Yeah, you're real good at Gran Turismo. Let me ask you a question, buddy. What difficulty do you play, huh? What do you mean? I played on advanced. Nah, bruh. Professional. You don't even know the names of them. Your AI is on easy. My shit's on professional. Nah, bro. your shit's easy. I'm fucking racing against Mario and Dreddy out there, so don't disrespect Race me. Race me after the yeah, show. Yeah. I'll race you after the show. So, <laughs> but uh, what we're talking, what we're talking about, what we're talking about, shitty <laughs> games, right? So before we leave, what we've been playing. Yes, this is a PlayStation podcast, and we will get into the news improper. But you know, just oh, well, we didn't talk about. What? I'm not done yet. We didn't talk about Gran Turismo. Yeah, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay, sorry. I was just going to say a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, so we still got a a few few games to mention, and then we'll get into the news proper. Just for those who are maybe new here, welcome. And so, yeah, we will get into the news stories soon. But Gran Turismo, right, because we're already on that. So Gran Turismo Mm -hmm. released a very large update 
recently. It's the 1.40 update. It's what the director said is the spec two update and fantastic update. I think the community loves it. Me and Joel both love it. Some of this additions off the top of my head are it added seven cars, which is the largest offering since release. There are weekly challenges that you can now complete, which is a curated list of events that will give you prizes for completing one, three, and five of the events, which is great. Just an extra way to earn money. There are also now events in the world circuits that will give you a higher percentage payout. You can also build on that percentage. In addition to you having your daily marathon, you now also have your weeklies that you can do. You also, if you've completed all of your license tests, you now have more licenses that you can complete. That's also more rewards for you. There's also extra menus or also extra, not menus, there's something else that they're called. There is extra menus. There's pro- there's two proper menus that were added. Mm. Not extra menus, like actual menus. Got it. Okay, so then, so yeah, so regular menus and also extra menus. So it's just a lot of good updates. I think that they also updated the UI and the way the menus work a little bit to be a little bit easier to see. And there's an added screen to get you into a race quicker, where I think when you're in a car, you can just see what events you're available to go straight into. Oh, so I, I, I mean, that. overall, I think it's a really good update. I think just the ability to just the ability to earn more or like get more rewards is really, I think, what a lot of people want. It just gives you more of a reason to play the game rather than hopping on, getting your daily done and then just getting off the game. Yeah, and it's encouraging you to play the single player, which is which is what I like. Because mm-hmm. Gran Turismo is like now in this like whole like gt sport land they like you know televise or not televise stream like all the racing events and are really proud and trying to make that a big deal and obviously obviously that's where like the money is in terms of, like esports and sponsorships and all that shit and i totally understand that but you got to make it fun for the single player boys the original gran turismo fans so i appreciate them showing this love uh i don't i wonder if it's too little too late in terms of like uh gran turismo 7 like eclipsing like GT five hype and like, you know, earning its stripes and like being like, Oh, and that this like being considered one of the best Gran Turismo's of all time. Cause obviously you would love for Gran Turismo seven to eventually become that. I think so. I think it has, I don't think that, I think that games definitely can make a bounce back and have huge fan bases and love them. But I think for them to be kind of remembered in history at launch, they do have to be at least close to the same level. I think that mm-hmm. in Gran Turismo in Gran Turismo history, I think two, three, and four are just like the ones that are there up there. No questions asked. Yeah. And then five, we love. Some people are not the biggest fans of, but I do think it's the next in line. And then I would say after that, yeah, I think it is seven. I think one and six are probably maybe not the biggest, and then sport I think is at the bottom. But it also is just kind of like a spinoff, not a mainline title. I think that. Mm-hmm. If seven gets its stuff in order, great. One of the unfortunate things, or I think I'd say two unfortunate things. One, you can't restart it. And I think a lot of people really enjoyed the journey in Gran Turismo of just starting it and then seeing how you can make your way through the races. So seeing which car do you buy and like, how are you going to use the cars that you win and your money to make it through? And they used to be a lot more difficult, quote unquote, to like make it through and have the right car per criteria or having all those rewards is really nice, but it's also really nice when you don't have all the cars yet, and then you can collect all them using all those rewards. So I think all this Mm -hmm. stuff being added in later is good, but 
is fundamentally changing it now, but also the people who are the most hardcore probably have most of the stuff done already anyway. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Ha- I haven't done all the missions or license tests. Mm-hmm. So well, they're just hard as fuck. I mean, they're. I think yeah, they're the- really difficult. Yeah, they're really hard. So I think that's my main reason why I didn't. I didn't finish them. But uh, but I'm I'm enjoying the weekly challenges. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying like you know, it, you're also getting a considerable a lot more money. So it makes it more fun to getting those frivolous purchases you see in the used car store. Something I'm not liking that I'm noticing with the used car sales, that's like the same fucking 50 cars. Well, and something else that you're talking about with getting more money and doing the tickets, something that they didn't change is that you're going to get whatever's in that 11, 11 o'clock slot. Oh, yeah. That slot. I got top, all the 10,000. Yeah, top left, whatever prize is in that, that's what you're going to get. Sometimes it is a, a better than worst. But it's that that's the one you're almost always going to get. Yeah, so not everything is completely changed, but I think they did enough that like it's kept me around. I mean, I've been playing. Mm. I've, I looked at my like time clock on it. I think I'm at 72 hours for the game. So I think it's pretty like similar. That's, that's like I feel like that's pretty solid. I'll say it's this. been doing a good enough job to keep me not you know staying on my system it's not getting deleted i think it's done exactly what it needed to do to be what me and you wanted it always to be the way that we Mm -hmm. enjoy gran turismo is to be like oh let's hop on we'll be in a party chat you can do your dailies your weeklies whatever we'll like spin off some shit see what cars we win like maybe upgrade them a little bit with some of the cash and then we'll go online and fuck around I didn't think that was possible before. I think now it is in a state where we can just do that and enjoy. Like I last time I played it, I think by the time I got off, I bought like four or five cars. And every time I play it, I basically drain my bank. So I always hop Mm -hmm. on with like 100 or 200 credits and then make whatever I make that day and then buy the cars that I want with that. And then that's it. So if I can hop on for an hour or two and earn a couple of cars, I'm in. That's exactly how I want it to be. And I'm also now at a point with this new update where I think I'm going to see just how many I can collect. Like, I'm not going to sell any more cars, even though that's something you can do. Yeah, I think that that's kind of always been my approach where it's like, I'd rather just keep all the cars I can because it's like it's like selling games in real life, you know, because you're eventually always going to want to buy it back. When you want to buy it back, it's always going to cost more. That's true. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So Grand Turismo 7, good stuff. The other one I'll talk about a little bit here, Modern Warfare 3. I played the campaign. I do think it's the worst in the series. I don't say that just to be like kind of like uh, hype or like for clout. Fuck reactionist. But it does yeah. suck ass. And <laughs> I did think that it was something that we called. I don't think this is something that came out of left field. I think this was seen as soon as they revealed it and they showed a section of Verdance, specifically prison, as one of the intro missions. They did that in a gameplay reveal. So I thought you kind of could see this coming. We knew that this was supposed to be an expansion for Modern Warfare 2 originally. And the campaign, I'm thinking about doing a review on my YouTube. So maybe I will, I'll go into full detail there. But the main things I want to say is the campaign is broken up in two ways. Half of the missions are your standard cinematic kind of crafted missions with set pieces that Mm -hmm. you're used to in a call of duty campaign and then the other half are these new type that they called open combat missions now what these are is a section of normally verdansk an area where you can complete a number of objectives in what they would describe to you as oh you can attack this any way you want that's not true 
you can try to stealth it you will be spotted enemies infinitely spawn and you play it similar to the way you play warzone or dmz because there are plates on the map you get your loot from boxes you can complete little like contracts so the open combat missions i think are kind of a swing and a miss and when i was playing it i kind of felt like i don't know how much they planned it but it kind of seemed like that was just a way to extend the story a little bit even though the story was very short i completed in about four hours or five hours and i'm okay with that if that's all like good shit if that makes sense because you play it has to be like literally like playing a fucking mission impossible yeah you play like four hours straight you play a resident evil title or you play an uncharted title not four but i would say you play uncharted one two three you play resident evil titles those you can finish in like under 10 hours but you're getting like really really great stuff the whole time this my Mm -hmm. biggest complaint is probably those open combat missions there were a few missions that i did really enjoy one thing i will say too in terms of characters and what's actually happening in the plot i don't understand how this one is so disconnected from what happened in the second one there are characters in it first the fact that some characters in it and then also some of their motivations just didn't make any sense to me at all and when the game ends it really does kind of end out of nowhere so i thought the campaign was ass i'm excited to play zombies but really just because I just want to play something new, even though I know that it is DMZ with zombies. I've seen that, like, now I've watched people play it, and it is exactly just DMZ with zombies. I'm still interested for it, and I would not recommend you buy MW3 (laughs) unless you just want to get all of those new weapons or you're interested in playing the multiplayer. But I I would not recommend it for campaign or for zombies, and I would also like to say that Something that's a little bit odd is the trophy list. There is no platinum on the PlayStation 5 version because the trophies are actually set under the Modern Warfare 2 list like it's DLC because now everything is housed within one Call of Duty HQ app. So there is no platinum on PS5. So that's also worth noting if you care about that, which we do here. I don't know if you saw a lot of people have been complaining about the... I th- not even the trophy situation, just the overall, like, it's a Call of Duty launcher that we're downloading and not games. Yes, and actually, my brother, Alex, he kind of hit me up earlier today because he did buy MW3, and he was like, hey, uh, the game won't launch for me. I don't understand what's happening. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Let's look. And so he had an update to update the Call of Duty app, and it wouldn't update, and it just kept saying something went wrong. It wouldn't give him... It wasn't a space issue because he has, uh, you know, the standard storage and he has the expansion storage. So it wasn't a storage mm-hmm. issue. It wasn't the files he had downloaded because remember, now that you're housing Warzone MW2 and MW3, when you go into the game, there are different files that you have to have installed or not installed. So do you have the campaign files? Do you have the multi? Do you have the Warzone? They're split up. There's campaign pack one, campaign pack two. So there's a lot to manage which can be annoying, but his game wouldn't even start. So he just had to be like, okay, well, I'll try to delete it and reinstall it. But I think all of that would not be an issue if you just had it as its own standard game. And that would have its own platinum. And I think you would just... Another thing, too, is a lot... We all remember when they said this would be an expansion. And I think this only looks worse because now it's permanently, like, forever people will be like, oh, this is weird. Like, that's not its own game. Yeah, because, like... If it was the original plan, there would be no problem with it not having a platinum. Yeah, I agree. So, it is weird. And there's more that we'll talk... I mean, 
Is there any other games that you'd like to mention that you're playing? If not, I guess I can do the MW3 stuff now. Uh, I only I've played Hotline Miami. There's PS5 ports of them for mm. one and two. If you had them from the PlayStation 4, 3 Vita era, I would say download it, replay. It's a fucking fantastic game. But other than that, I really don't have nothing else to say. And they're free upgrades, which is excellent. They're free. Yeah, free upgrades. You get the platinum again if you're into if you did were able to do that the first time around. Um, but I, I think it's just a fun small game to play in between something big like spider-man such a good game i'm excited for you to maybe play the second one if you have the time if i get through the first one again i'll probably play the second one for the first time so with modern warfare 3 a couple of little updates for anyone who's curious about them for warzone for the new map for warzone urzikstan and for all of the new weapons to be in warzone that is going to be coming in december most likely when this current season ends in like 20 something days so you're probably looking at middle of December for those. Another thing, the multiplayer for Modern Warfare 3 will be launching with 16 maps, which are the original 2009 Modern Warfare 2 maps. And these are fully remastered, remade. Those are going to be your original selection. And then over the course of the year, there will be 12 new core 6v6 maps. But now they've also added that in addition to the 16 at launch, the 12 over the course of the year, they will also be adding back in maps from Modern Warfare 2 2022. So that's just an extra thing that they didn't mention before. A little bit confusing, but the, those maps will they won't be like transferring over on launch, but you'll get like three or four of them. And then in a little like a couple of months, you'll get another ba- like batch of them. Those are not counting like the mid-season updates, right? Yes. Like that would be like the like mid-season kind of stuff. Yeah, and those are not counting as the 12 new maps, but they said those will also be getting added in there. And then a slight thing, I guess, but if you care, Modern Warfare 3 won't feature weapon tuning. So that was a feature that was in Modern Warfare 2. You don't have to worry I about like that. that. Like you like that Gotta it's not there? It. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I think the attachment, I think the overall attachment system has just gone like out of hand yeah i think it's very annoying that you have to level up other guns to get attachments for like the gun you like it's true it is kind of ridiculous but that is still there so they didn't remove that yeah um thank god so (laughs) all right now let's get into the news proper i do think we have some relatively huge things to talk about first thing up on the list is and this happened very recently kind of this was this morning actually that this story broke yes is hiroki totoki who is kind of like the standing in well right he hasn't taken jim ryan's position yet he's like the inner he's like the yeah first i think jim ryan's leaving um i think they said like june right or like something i think in March. The summertime I think springtime springtime sometime in the spring jim ryan is officially leaving playstation and while they're trying to figure out who's replacing him hiroki totoki is playing as acting head of playstation gotcha okay cool and i just thought in my head i hope somebody i was like you know there's just people that are always going to correct things i said march but march is technically the last month of winter but that's neither here nor is it there. wow i didn't know that yeah i think it goes until, i did not know that i think i think winter is technically december to march in my mind winter is december to february mm. i know that's only three months but that's how i view it yeah no, no no that makes sense all right so the big news that he said Sony has confirmed that it has delayed about half of its live service titles. So specifically, they mentioned that 
the way it was originally announced was that their their live service initiative included 12 titles which they were hoping to bring to this system by 2026 is how they originally said it now the story is a little bit different they didn't say exactly which ones and as you know something that we say very frequently on the show is that we are waiting for some kind of news from them so we can get a better idea but for right now i was about to say they haven't said anything yeah they haven't really said anything so we don't know but at the moment they previously said that they would have 12 live service titles in the market by fiscal year ending in march 2026 that was up three from last business year ended this march however this year they're Uh, Something that has happened is uh, Sony has bought Bungie. So Bungie has come in as a partner to help look at and review the titles that they have in development in live service. So there was kind of a famous story that went around earlier in the year, kind of early summertime, where Bungie had maybe taken a look at Naughty Dog's live service game Last of Us Factions and maybe thought it wasn't sticky enough or not enough to keep players involved with it for a long period of time. Now, the fate of that game is still yet to be decided. We'll come back to that a little bit later. But as part of this live service initiative, they have hired Bungie for some of their know-how. Now, that comes a little bit rocky when you consider recent news where Bungie has had layoffs. They're also delaying their new Destiny 2 expansion and also delaying Marathon, which is their extraction shooter. So I don't know how things are faring for them, but that is not to say that a lot of other studios are also having delays and it's just a difficult time in the market in general. So I don't know if I would immediately say that's a red flag. Uh, Me and Joel also are not too heavily into the Destiny community, but I really enjoyed it when I first played it in 2017. But to be honest, as we're talking about not having enough to keep me around, Destiny is not a game that kept me around. A little bit too expensive and not enough change in what you're doing, in my personal opinion. That's not me saying the game is bad. That's just me saying I haven't stuck around to play it. Now, back to the Sony stuff. They're, with that aim, the things that have changed is they're saying that as they're reviewing, they want to ensure, and the translation from Hiroki Totoki's comment honestly is not the best so i did read it but if i read it it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense i'll try to summarize it Mm -hmm. he basically said we are reviewing the we are reviewing the titles that we're working on and we are trying as hard as we can to ensure that these games are enjoyed and played by gamers for a long time of the 12 titles six titles will be released by fiscal year 2025 that's our current plan as for the remaining six titles we are still working on that not saying working on it as like they're delayed, just saying like we're probably reviewing them. It's not mentioned which one of these titles they're saying will be released, which one of them won't. So that's something we still have to know. That's the total number of live service and multiplayer titles mid to long term we want to push this kind of service. And that's an unchanged policy of the company. It's not like we stick to certain titles, but the game quality should be the most important thing. So... Of what we kind of know about, even though they haven't really said much, we know about Last of Us Factions. We know that Horizon is working on a multiplayer game. We know Concord and we know Fair Games. And I believe Horizon, I think, is working on two technically, right? Because we're doing uh, RTS, right? With the people from Korea. You're South right. Korea. The, oh, man. What is they that? Have stu- a- that studio is blue something. I don't think that's considered <laughs> a Sony like title, though. Or I don't think Sony that's is considered it. Okay. I don't know if they're I don't know if they consider second party games 
a part of this live service initiative. I assume they have to just because they haven't purchased all these studios they're working with yet. Mm. So that's why I would assume because I because I know there's two Horizon because there's like the Monster Hunter World esque one, and then there's also the RTS that's being made with that Korean studio. I don't remember their name though. I don't remember their name either. And so they worked on like Guild Wars and shit. I do want to say. As we mentioned with Bungie coming in as a capacity to like look over and review these other games, we kind of thought or knew a little bit that that was a process. Hiroki Totoki did comment on that actually recently with this new update, and he did say that we are working with Bungie to rigorously review all 12 of these titles. So to some capacity, Bungie is having a... I don't know... I don't know who's making the final decisions on these. They're not clear on that. And of course, that's not information that they would be easy or willing to share. Oh, go ahead. I got the name NCSoft. Cool. Okay. And that's the one that's working (laughs) on the Horizon RTS. Yes. Cool. So we know about four of them from first party. That would be considered a second party title, as Joel said. So we'll see that at some point. But the four that we know of, even those four that we know of, I don't know which one of those are going to come out because I feel like they didn't say that. I feel like maybe they don't want to give, maybe they don't want to say it, but it would be helpful if they were like, the ones that are announced are releasing. Because now there's uncertainty of like, you just said six, but you're not saying any of which ones. I don't know how far, what we don't know. But anyway, just a lot of uncertainty. And we know that Bungie is rigorously reviewing them. Personally, before I throw it over to Joel to talk a little bit more about like what he thinks about it, I think that it is a little bit strange that they're having Bungie come in, who is not an integral part of PlayStation's development to this part, review all of these games. I understand the monetization and the long tail end of these games is what they care about, but I don't think that either of those things are things that have made Sony's first party games great or what built them up to where they are now. And I think that a lot of the first party success in the late PS3 generation and momentum through PS4 generation is why they're selling so many consoles now. So I think it's odd to just maybe not recognize that that's what got you where you are currently with hot sales. But what do you think about there being basically them saying, we'll have six games out, but the other six, we don't know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm going to just pick up off that last comment you said where this generation is being carried off of last generation or really started from PS3 carried at the end of late PS3 carried out through PS4 in terms of the dominance and like the products that they were releasing and also like kind of the timely fashion in, we, in which they were kind of released. Cause even in PS4 was already getting staggered. Like Naughty Dog's output in PS3 was insane Four games, all classics. But uh, this generation, if, if I got texted you earlier where like, I mean, it was like an offhand comment, but like this generation is kind of a wash mm. in terms of first party. Like, I don't think this it's very reminiscent to like a PS2 kind of generation where there's no real like a first party game that carried it through. I mean, there was God of War and then and Gran Turismo I, 4, but, I feel but like, those didn't I don't think those were the reason why you had a PS2. I think Grand Theft Auto was the reason that people were buying PS2s and shit like that. And even then, Gran Turismo is a very like niche community. Mm-hmm. And like that's not going to that's not going to determine whether your console's winning or losing in terms of like its projections and stuff like that. Like those people will be there always. They don't really give a fuck. 
the Xbox and Nintendo could do whatever the fuck they want. They're getting a PlayStation because they want to play Gran Turismo. Like that's like, you know, that's like the same thing that people were with the MLB show game, like the baseball game that used to be exclusive to Sony. Mm-hmm. But this generation, I don't know, it just kind of feels like a wash and we're not going to really see the negative effects of it because we're going to end. I know we're going to probably end the generation with what everybody's been making the whole time. And it's going to be fantastic. Whatever comes out of Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, you know, and like even Housemark, you know, like I'm I'm excited for everybody's upcoming project. It's just annoying because you already know what the projects are going to be most likely and what like what it's going to you know what it's going to be. And then the next generation for PlayStation 6 is where I think this is going to negatively affect PlayStation in terms of like console sales and like losing market share. Mm. But I still I think that this generation, they already have like a firm grip. They're like clearly ahead of Xbox that it's not they're not going to lose this one. But the next one's not looking too hot. Just because the way they're setting it up, like there's no clear vision of what PlayStation wants to do. Like they talked about this live service initiative for like, for what, like four or five years at this point. Mm -hmm. There's still no games to be really representative of this whole movement that they're trying to change the company to. And all their single player products are getting like stalled up and taking longer in between outside of Insomniac. So everybody's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And then also this kind of makes I think the whole half of the live service games being delayed. I don't know if maybe Jim Ryan's retirement may have not been more of a forced retirement. Because mm. they looked and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you wanted us to make all these live service games. No game is out. And we're just spending a shit ton of money because we know live service games cost money to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not just. From what I understand, you're not just spending money to develop what people are going to get at launch, but you're also spending money to be like, okay, well, what are we working on a year, two years in advance without having anybody buy it yet? You're hoping that people make those post-launch purchases, but it's not like people are buying a season pass for a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff you're just spending and hoping people stay into it. Yeah, and also... I still think the whole Bungie Naughty Dog thing is weird. That's absolutely weird. I think the fact that that got out publicly, I think that that was like the writing on the wall. That was like the reading of the tea leaves. That was the first sign that like shit is not right there because there's no way, regardless of what you think about Naughty Dog, whatever you want to say, there's no way you can deny that they just make the like they make some of the best games in this in the industry. Mm -hmm. Like it's just undeniable, like the like the way they play, the way they they care about narrative, whether you agree with the story and all that shit. They at least try. They they care about all that shit. Mm-hmm. And they're always at the highest of quality of everything. And so many games have, like, Last of Us has got hated on because there's so many games trying to be The Last of Us. Mm. Like, it's not always... I don't think it, The Last of Us hate initially was that fair because it's just a lot of people upset because games are trying to emulate it. But that's just because of how great it truly is. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have fucking Bungie who destiny 2 is coming off a year where like this company might have fucking shut down they've like their projections they were what like for under over 40 percent short mm-hmm. on their overall projections and sales so the, and then you're gonna like the destiny player count we obviously know is going down and the community is getting smaller and smaller because it's just focusing more on this na- like weird narrative and it's not really friendly to onboard new players mm-hmm. so I don't know why you're going to take their word for it. It's not like they're running like a Fortnite or even like a Warzone. I would fucking trust what Activision has to say more than Destiny. And they got rid of Destiny for a reason. Well, even if we're talking about even if we're talking about 
um, Fortnite for a second. Remember that Naughty Dog did hire a key person who worked on the monetization from Fortnite, and he has not, he's no longer with Naughty Dog. He got onboarded for Naughty Dog about a year and then, he, and then he left. And then he left. But he's also leaving before the project is out, which I think is weird. And again, I'm just adding this to say that I agree with you. I think the Bungie review process is kind of weird. And something that I think about, I don't know if I've ever verbalized it, because maybe it sounds stupid as fuck. So that's possible, right? Mm-hmm. You can get your laughs yeah. ready, because maybe that's the case. But I don't understand a situation where you want to take another major party's live service advice and review when your title is going to take money away from their company i understand that playstation bought them but like if playstation makes a live curves game that kills bungie will do worse because of that i didn't even think about that i always thought that was weird i didn't think about that angle because they are still independent they're not a part of the playstation studios Mm -hmm. just playstation owns them and bungie is a I mean, they've been they they've been with everybody. They've been with Microsoft. They've been with Activision. They were fucking independent, so they don't really give a fuck. They're kind of a rambunctious company in that sense. That's like kind of their ethos. So, you know, they could be internally trying to fuck not fuck PlayStation over, but they're like, well, we're not trying to have our shit get overshadowed because I think you know you're because you, you're taking our advice and then flipping it because. If you take what Bungie has to have, like with their advice and then add PlayStation Magic to it, I think that's a better product than what Bungie makes on their own. Yes, I agree, which is I think which is where I'm not trying to be too tin hat conspiracy, but I'm just trying to analyze the situation, right? So we we can kind of look at all the pieces together and think what's happening. And so I think that when you have single player games, you have a situation where, yes, they're competing, but a lot of times I think it's proximity of when they're releasing, right? So, for example, if you have, um, let's use this. Let's use the famous Titan 2 and the Titanfall 2, and it was a Battlefield game that came out that same month, right? One, Battlefield, Battlefield one. 1. Both of those games are great games. I don't think that's uh, crazy to say. Titanfall 2, fantastic. Battlefield 1, fantastic. They both came out in the same month, and Battlefield 1 absolutely cannibalized titanfall 2 that's like a well-known thing that did happen if and call of duty as well if titanfall 2 came out maybe a couple of months later it probably would have done better i don't think that's crazy to say those are multiplayer games but they're not live service games you'd play them for like a year or two and then maybe you'd play another one and then we could take that even a further strip back to just single player games a single player game is going to come out in one month space it out with another good single player game they can still both do fantastic it's just they're a little far away maybe that month that they're in really counts for live service games Mm -hmm. i don't think it's like that for live service games it's this game is competing with this other game for the entire amount of time it's out i'm sure that fortnite and warzone are like all right is there any transfer here we're trying to have more players than they're trying to have and that's like an ongoing battle for some reason in my mind, I can't understand why Bungie, aside from being purchased, would want to or have any motivation to tell another developer how to make a successful game in the long run, especially if their game is not doing the best. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I mean, maybe yeah, they would I- on good faith, especially if, if, if most of their money is just coming from PlayStation, then that would make sense. Yeah, but my thing is, I don't even think they're necessarily wrong. I like the tinfoil hat because it's fun, mm-hmm. but I don't even think they're wrong in critiquing what 
Naughty Dog has to make with a live service game because Naughty Dog doesn't make live service games. That's true. Like to make a live service game is a specific studio that has specific talent and different skills than what a Naughty Dog has to provide. So there could be like I think there is like a yeah, like I can believe that maybe Naughty Dog was tasked to make factions into a live service thing, even though initially I 100 percent probably believe now that it wasn't supposed to be live service, maybe something smaller Mm -hmm. and released sooner to like launch. But then Jim Ryan was like, we're doing this live service initiative. Fucking we're going to make this Last of Us factions mode into a whole game. And then it kind of just ended up becoming. It ended up, I mean, I don't know. We were going to talk about it later on that the developer says they're still working on the game, but it just doesn't seem like it's necessarily a hot spot. And then just overall, the Sony, we haven't heard any good news internally. It's been Connie Booth's fired. Visual arts, arts layoffs, media molecule layoffs, this now with half the life service. It's like Jim Ryan stepping down now looks different than it initially did. It seems more like I like I think it does seem more like a hey, we're not we're not going to fire you out of respect of you being with the company for 30 years, but you have enough money. You're done. Yeah. And I mean, he did. He was there for a ps5's meteoric sales at the start and to where it is now but those console sales they're fantastic but like we were saying i think those are carried from past generations not to say that he didn't do a great job and hold that to that standard so he did i'm not saying he didn't but in the mid to long term right this can pay off it could still not like he's fucked because if one of these games hits and is a Fortnite, then he's right but but right now, it's not looking hot for If him. it hits and it's a Fortnite from a money perspective there, right? I don't think that means people will love it like that. I think that's another thing, too. I yeah. think that they're... I don't think that you're, you were saying this, but I, in general, I think that... I think that live service games will cheapen the branding of Sony on PlayStation. I think so, too, and I think it would be better... I think what they're doing with Bungie, putting it in a different silo, I hope... I would love... For them to address uh, Haven Studio and who's making Concord? I don't know who's making uh, Fire Firewalk. Fire Sprite. A uh, Fire, Fire Sprite. No, 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 not Fire Sprite. Because Fire Sprite worked on. Let me see. It's not Fire Sprite because Fire Sprite was the existing studio that made that VR title. Well, those. Well, those two studios. I wish they would be sectioned off away from the PlayStation Studios. I think PlayStation Studios is known for being making single player games you can make another facet of playstation call it playstation whatever the fuck else you want to call it but i don't think putting it under the moniker of playstation studios is just appropriate concord because if they're going to be concord is firewalk Firewalk. yeah so yeah firewalk and haven like they're like and they're not second party because they were both purchased but Put them in a different silo, like you're putting Bungie into a different silo. And for an, I do. Sorry, I was just gonna say for anyone what? who cares about correctness, Fire Sprite is the people who made Horizon Call of the Mountain. Continue. That's who. That's who that was. I think Sony. Does Sony own them? Yeah, Sony does owe them now. Maybe. Before that, they made the VR title The Persistence. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I was like, I I know Fire Sprite from something, but yeah, overall, like I don't know. I just I think jim ryan also under the jim ryan error costs have gone up in all facets mm. and releases have slowed down so there's a lot of things where it's like his performance as ceo what the fuck and something i Nothing. something i wanted to mention too like while we're talking about uh last of us is i always thought that 
for they never really said exactly what the game was but i thought when it scaled up and they took it off of last of us part two i thought it was maybe going to become more of like a division two or not division two just division style game but the thing is you can finish a division game and i feel like they don't want you to be able to not they they just don't want a game that you can finish like that's not the point of a service game yeah they want something like evergreen i think what they really you know who they should have purchased and asked more for advice Mm -hmm. and is making a game that i think would be more in line with playstation's ideology is uh the studio that makes genshin impact and honkai star Mm. those are both single player games that are live service and ongoing yeah that's true and i can see something more persistent like making like a fucking spider-man game like that that just is like we add new missions every once in a while but i don't and add like little arcs i don't think people like genshin or honkai because of the gameplay it's a gotcha game right so people like to just drop hella cash on it and gamble i don't know why they like it i tried playing honkai and, I, and then that's when i immediately went back to persona 4 and i was like i'd rather just play the real fucking yeah thing. i think it's because you can like i maybe don't know the most about honkai star but i'm pretty sure with genshin impact your microtransactions allow you to like kind of randomly get either characters or items or something like that and that's what people like really enjoy doing but there are people who drop like crazy money on that so again financially successful maybe not something like that but it's just the thing that's tough with live service games is that while i understand like we said that it's a business move and you want to do the things that are going to make your company money i can't think of a lot of live service games that people unanimously are like this is fun a lot of live service games people fucking complain about a lot. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just something unfortunate about this uh, point in history. But you don't have anything else to play. To the, like, no, it's that companies are learning now that negative emotions are more valuable than positive emotions. Uh, like, I don't like like Twitter. I, like, I think X is a, a form like shows that the Twitter X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, you know, you get you get more engagement from negative comments. Call of Duty, you spend more money when you're frustrated. I agree with that think, from a social media perspective. I don't I maybe don't agree with that in terms of what you buy. The reason why I say that is because if something doesn't review well, people absolutely do not purchase it as much. Yeah, no, not not. Not in terms of reviews, but I'm talking about like more like choices within a game. Like when people get frustrated, they get more engaged in it. Like with like with Call of Duty, I'm assuming the same shit probably happens in Fortnite, where it's not necessarily like the game itself is bad, but you're getting your ass kicked by people that are way more high ranked than you, and they also all happen happen to have like the cool new skins. Yeah, you're like, oh, well then, I want to buy those cool skins. I I will say. So I, in terms of uh, like what people bought, I didn't mention this earlier, but for Modern Warfare 3, when you look at the trophies, uh, completing the mm-hmm. campaign, only 1.6% of players have completed the campaign. So, I'm just saying that I think that like there's probably also people that are like, well, I'm not buying it because they heard it was bad. And I think that the thing that stinks is that when you when we further become into a space where your other options are other live service games, then it'll just be more tougher. And then it's like, all right, well, I don't have any other options. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, what I'm hoping is that the ship on live service is sailing and, and then that companies shift back to making just like. You know, better games, obviously, there can be a few there's a few games that deserve to be ongoing, but they're ongoing and. For different reasons like i don't think minecraft is still popular for like you know monetization or like tactics that they're using to keep it going it's just because the game you know lets people be creative and then that's what 
continues going on as opposed to like i don't know i i there are I'm just really annoyed with every single game now as being a, as a like a it's like a business offering. It's like, all right, you want to play this game. This is how much you're going to spend. And you're going to have to play this game every single day. If you don't play this game every single day and try to play another game, you're falling behind. And then you got to spend money to catch up. And it's like, well, that's not fucking fun. Yeah. I mean, there are vibrant communities of people that play games that you're saying like Minecraft, where they're not necessarily designed to be live service, but it's just the core game is really good. Like, there's people that are all CSGO always and forever playing Doom. There are people that are always and forever going to be playing Halo multiplayer. There are people always and forever that are going to be playing older Call of Duty or whatever multiplayer. Even Last of mm-hmm. Us multiplayer. There's still people that do really enjoy that. It might not be a large portion of people, but that's because you haven't probably made a new one. So like, yeah, they're stuck playing a game that's like 10 years old, but it's if you just make something core that's fun to turn on and play for an hour. If it's fun to play for that first hour and it's just a great time, there are people that are going to play that forever. But if you make yeah. it where it's like not really about it being fun, it's more just like, how can we force you to come back? That's make sure you're up to date on seasons and you're, you've completed every season and all that. Yeah, shit. that's I think when it's more. Yeah, that, I, I mean, exactly that thing you're saying where it's like gated off content, right? Even buying things like. If you want this character in this game, well, that bundle is limited time. So if you don't buy it right now, you're never going to have it. And it's like probably that's what I'm saying. Where it's like it puts the consumer in a stressful situation where they make like they make they make that you make the choice. Yeah, And we know that that's what that's a good thing for them, because it's the same thing with getting subscriptions being easy and then canceling them being a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, the state of the industry, the PlayStation, I don't know this whole live service thing. It's not necessarily. I didn't have an issue with it until now I'm seeing like Naughty Dog being affected by it. And I hope that behind the scenes, we're not seeing same issues happening with Sucker Punch and Santa Monica mm-hmm. and fucking even um, Gorilla Studios, where it's like their PlayStation's coming to them and being like, we need a live service game. Yeah. And it's like, don't go to them for live service games. They make they you know what they make. They make great single player games. Mm-hmm. Now, before we talk about the ship uh, sailing on live service games, Warner Brothers boss says they are focused <laughs> on transforming their biggest franchises into service games. Warner Brothers boss comments about how he wants to. The goal is to create. Uh, and this is a quote, generate greater post purchase revenue. So David Zavlov, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zavlov, has said that the company is focused on this initiative. So they discussed plans to transform franchises like, in quotes, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Mortal Kombat, Batman, and DC in general into live service games. The focus is to transform these games from largely console and PC based with three to four year release schedules to include something that's more free to play multi-platform and you would play over longer cycles of times and ultimately they want to drive engagements of monetization over longer cycles and at higher levels so i don't really know why they're talking about this publicly i feel like this might not be the kind of thing you want to just go out there and say but um yeah so that is what they're looking at. Now, remember, Warner Brothers, probably big title that we haven't seen at the moment is the Suicide Squad game, 
which they did show. People did not really like the way it looked, and then it did get delayed, and we were still waiting for that. I think at the moment it has like a... Had a dedicated state of play with the release date, and then got delayed yes. a few days after that. So right now it's looking at like a May-ish kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. like a May-ish of 2024 kind of release window, but we don't know a date. I will say Mortal Kombat, I already kind of view as a live service game a little bit, but I think that there are ways that they're doing it well. I think that they give you a lot of nice rewards. I think the single player is still really good. I think the gameplay is really fantastic, but there are negatives, right? Like one of the negatives is that on the trophy list on PlayStation, you're not allowed to earn the platinum because there's a trophy that has to do with a feature that's not yet in the game. I understand that it will come into the game at some point or if it doesn't come into the game, it's not the end of the world because on the back end, a developer can change the requirements to unlock a certain trophy in a position. So even if it doesn't come out, I don't think the platinum just won't be able to be earned, but I still think it's like a minor annoyance, right? Because the game's been out for about two months, roughly a month and a half, and you're looking at a 0% earn rate. So but I I think that's probably like the best example I can think of because MK is still MK. Like those matches are going to play the same no matter if it's a live service game, not a live service game, if that makes sense. I think the part that gets difficult if it's fun or not is when the core gameplay of what you're doing is different. So like something I would say in Gran Turismo, which I think is not a full live service game, but definitely starting to have some of those kind of elements when you're doing a race, you're not just doing a race like you always did a race. Every single fucking race, you're all the way in 12th place and then you slowly roll your way to first. I don't know why that's their design choice, but like. I don't even know what I'm saying. Maybe I'm just bitching and complaining about that kind of like race mechanic. But anyway. The race mechanic doesn't make sense, but I understand what you're saying with like the live service and like your overall ethos about it and the fact that Warner Brothers is like kind of doubling down mm-hmm. is going to like take away from like games focusing on quality and st- yeah. terms of, instead of like monetization. But I think is really weird for Warner Brothers is that they saw you saw like a game that everybody in their mind was like, oh, a surefire can't miss Avengers from Square Enix. Yep. That was a live service game. Everybody thought it was going to do great. It was in the peak of Marvel MCU hysteria. Fucking Endgame was firing off. Everybody loved, Everybody was into it. I was fucking into it back then. And then that game just came out and sucked. And nobody played it. And it just never really caught on. But then they have a single player product like Hogwarts Legacy that sold over 15 million copies. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Over 15 million copies as of May 5th. So you're probably looking maybe now close to like 16 or 17 and the switch release is about to come out later on this month and that's probably going to put it over the top to selling like 20 million units i can see it ending out this year with like around 18 to 20 million units and that has to be way more profitable than something like square enix with the avengers game and it's like why don't you just focus on making a good single player game I wasn't even that big of a fan of a Hogwarts legacy, but I knew like it was a quality single player game. Everything was in there at the gate and people that played it enjoyed it. And uh, that's all that's all it needed to be. And that game was that's a fairly longer. That's longer than Spider-Man. That game probably takes you around like 30 hours, 40 hours to like complete. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of there are tons of live service games that fail. It's not like, OK, cool. Like they yeah. all come out and they're all successful. Like, no, they're like you said, Avengers, there are big ticket items showing that they fail or now we get games like hyenas is an example that just gets canceled because it's like 
maybe they're too worried about releasing it and its current cost and it's better for them to just write it off. And we don't know, maybe that's the case with some of these Sony live service games that they're saying, maybe the six that they haven't mentioned, maybe those are going to get written off or canceled. We just don't know. But I think that something that's important too, I'm sure, or I would hope, because sometimes we don't know actually what the higher C-suite is thinking, because a lot of them probably do play games. Some of them probably don't. I'm not saying that you need somebody who plays and understands games making all the decisions, but I think that from a monetary perspective, people are going to look at Fortnite and be like, wow, you know, like we can try to be that fair. But I think there are more things to consider than just the skeleton on which it's built and how it makes its money. But you also have to consider Battle Royale, I feel like exploded kind of with that. I'm not saying that that was the first one, but I'm saying that gave way to an entire genre of game that people love and think is fun in different capacities. And also what made Fortnite big had nothing to do mechanically. It had to do once the tie-ins came in. And BR. Because BR was no, I mean, BR the, B, was before the BR that. was the initial. Yeah, that's true. The BR was initial and was going to have the regular life cycle that PUBG had where it just kind of fades in the background and it has like it's, you know, million like it's like 500,000 concurrence that always play it or whatever the fuck. But it, it to get to the level that it got to was because of like basically like just corporate greed of like we're just going to buy fucking we're going to become an ad if you have a movie coming out, you got a game, you got a TV show, you have anything, you have to use Fortnite basically as a form of promotion and have characters in the game. Yeah. And that's what I think took it to like that super, super top mainstream level. I mean, you have fucking Travis Scott doing a goddamn concert in Fortnite. Yeah, I think it definitely started to get momentum and then just didn't stop because remember, it did come out for a full year as not having any battle royale and nobody cared about it. And then that mode did come out. And then people cared. Did it? I thought it came out and the BR came out like a month after. No, I'm, I was, the game released as just like a defense. It was like almost like a tower defense. Save the world was the mode. And then BR came out and then like that was crazy for them. Huh. For some reason, I thought it came out and then it came out like a month afterwards. I don't know the exact timing. I mean, it could have been a month out, but I know it was like well out and established just as this one game. And then they added Battle Royale because even like the entire trophy list, if the whole trophy list is just that save the world mode. And when the game was announced, it was announced as that mode, not Battle Royale. Mm. So... I, I I remember that. I remember because I remember being actually excited for the original Fortnite mm-hmm. and like the idea behind it. But yeah, I didn't realize that the Battle Royale came out so far afterwards. Are you seeing? Does it say or no? I'm seeing that the game initially came out September 26 in 2017. Mm-hmm. But that and then the release of PlayStation, the release of Fortnite Battle Royale was a surprise to many as it came out just two weeks after the announcement of the game. So yeah, the game came out and then Battle Royale came out. Yeah, because I remember because I remember being like, oh, we can download this now. Mm. And that's because it's this free game mode. We don't have to play the whole thing. Because you have to buy the other one. Because you had to buy the other one. So yeah, that's. uh, So yeah, it it, it came out like kind of close to it. Yeah. Well, I think even then, that's still like just the Fortnite fundamentally did something that was different or capitalized on a mode and made it better than its competitors at the time i think Mm -hmm. that 
that would be a good thing for live service developers to pay attention to moving forward rather than just taking what they already have and transforming it just so that they can make it live service, if that makes sense. Like you're changing your core yeah. thing, not necessarily for the better, but just so you can make it monet- like more monetizable. Yeah, you know what? You know what live service is giving me mm. the same kind of energy as as multiverse. Yeah. And multiverses like, that also didn't never, do well. Exactly, where it's like this idea of something that's never ending and random events can always come in, but there's no real meaning or weight behind mm-hmm. anything. And I feel like that's the problem with that's a problem with both of those because you see the multiverses energy a lot. Now you're seeing it a little bit in games, but also specifically in like TV shows and movies, like everything is ending with like, all right the multiverse mm-hmm. yeah that's true outside of even marvel like it's being it's infesting into other shit so then the live service i feel like it's the same energy where it's like just this thing i think people are upset with because they know there's no finality with mm-hmm. it it's just like you eventually just get pissed off and stop playing a and game. then pick it back up when as opposed to like and then huh? they you pick it back up when they give you the feature that wasn't there originally that should have just been in the game exactly and it's like you have like this kind of like more like toxic relationship with the game as opposed to just being like i played it enjoyed it maybe it's a game that we me and my boys always like cycle through where it's like all right we're gonna play this game that game like back in the day where it's like you want to play war zombie mm-hmm. you want to play uh zombies or you want to play you know called zd modern warfare or we i mean we were still playing world at war and modern warfare and modern warfare 2 like cycling between those two mm-hmm. games i mean we still are now playing black ops 3 zombies like yeah you're just gonna people are just gonna play what is of a higher quality i guess to a certain degree you know maybe it's true that i wouldn't say for the highest quality but maybe there is like a way that they can analyze these and say like okay well even if it's this quality that's not going to make us this amount of money so that's not exactly what we're aiming towards they're never gonna i also don't think they're gonna on purpose not like make something not good i don't i can't imagine that that's ever their intention but like, but I think I don't think that's their intention, but I think that it's eventually it's always going to be that because of the focus is blurred. You're creating the focus is blurred. You're creating a game and you're making stuff for the game that to hold mm-hmm. back and release later that's on. True. So it's like it's never going to it's never going to release on a strong mm-hmm. foot. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what they're trying to do with Suicide Squad. They delayed it for a year. I'm hoping that. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping Suicide Squad gets great reviews. And I play it and I'll probably enjoy it maybe for that first season and then fall. Mm-hmm. But play it for like, you know, 20, 30 hours and have a good time with it. Because that's how I enjoy games. Like, I'm not going to play one game forever, especially these games that are so involved. Like the games we were mentioning earlier that people are kind of evergreen on and always play, whether it be a fighting game, whether it be just like a CSGO or even like, you know, Super Smash, another fighting game or like, you know, Last of Us multiplayer. Those are simple. You can always jump into them and out of them at any mm-hmm. point. Some of these live service games, once you fall off, you're like, well, I'm not going to hop back on. I mean, I have to ace either spend all this fucking yes. money or grind all my whole life away to get caught up. So it's like, that's not fun. But those other ones, you can always hop into a match of Halo and have a good fucking time. You can always hop into a match of like fucking Mortal Kombat. You know exactly what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the other ones that I was mentioning earlier. But now this, you hop in and you're like, I don't even... They changed the whole fucking mechanics. It didn't even play the same. Yeah, I agree. I would even argue for Call of Duty, you can kind of always hop into Warzone and it's a good time. The thing is, is that they fucked mm-hmm. up every single other mode because they just feel like they have to release <laughs> something. 
Which is like, you don't. Because zombies, you just made DMZ. Multiplayer, you're literally just giving us old. And then the campaign is like, I think, widely regarded as like the worst campaign they've ever had. When like, you still have people playing Warzone, but you're just greedy and wanted that extra pop. And to get that, you needed to release something and you released very low quality stuff. Yeah, I think... I mean, it has to eventually come to a head because it's like I would there assume something similar to like. This. But I don't even think it has to be competitors because the competitors are going to be offering the same product. I'm saying there has to be something that changes within like the manufacturing of games mm. and maybe not shifting into like because obviously it's always biased. I want the I want the game developers to make the games I mm-hmm. like. That's everybody. But I think not even necessarily making games that I like, but there has to be a more efficient way to just make games. I think some of these budgets are ballooning to a level where it's it's like not feasible. Games have to sell a million copy. Like you have like I, I think 90 percent of games should be able to sell a million dollars, like a million copies and be profitable. Mm-hmm. You can't say that, like for some of these games, like how much their budgets are Like you like selling a million copies. Are we did the math on uh, for Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. It sold 2.5 million copies, and then we did like an estimated budget, I think, of like like 300 million or something, and it was still short of it. Mm-hmm. And that was within two days. And but that's sold... the fastest selling PlayStation game of all time. That's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't even make its money back by selling two and a half million copies. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. So, from what I understand, a lot of budget think... comes from the way a game looks, right? I mean, that's the thing that costs the most money is making it look yeah. nice, and that's a, and. Sony has definitely been the leaders in that, and that's probably why the games cost the most. And it is important for PlayStation. I'm not like graphics is all that it, matters, but I absolutely will say that when I'm playing a game that's very pretty, I'm very happy that it's pretty. That, and that's and that's problem, and that's a problem for Sony to ever separate itself from. And I never want them to because when you play a PlayStation game, you're like, oh shit, like this. There's a few developers you feel like that. I feel like you feel like that with every PlayStation studio, like the big four, like you know, Santa Monica, Naughty Dog gorilla sucker punch and then you also feel that with like a rockstar studios where you're like oh shit like this is some different shit that's true i would say for more middle end or maybe lesser and not i don't want to say lesser developers because i'm not saying that with what they're putting out is of less quality that's not what i mean i'm saying maybe if your budget isn't quite as high i think that when you get into that middle ground where games are trying to look really good but it's like really tough to look that good without spending a crazy amount of money i think exploring with some different art styles is really like that can be a really good strategic move and that's what that's what companies used to do back in the day that's what i'm saying i think this i think the the game industry needs just a zap of creativity and a little bit more of trying to fit a mold and create a new mold. Like, mm. I don't feel like games back in the day, I feel like we're trying to make new genres or trying to try new yeah, shit. That's true. You know, remember it was crazy when fucking Borderlands had a skill mm-hmm. tree. Now every fucking game has a goddamn yeah, skill that's tree. True. And I fucking hate skill trees and I want them to get rid of them now. So it's like we still haven't, we haven't evolved since like the PS3. It's just been like, it's been like kind of fine sheening that, like just like, you know, making it as simple and as easy as possible. And then, but now everything is kind of looking the same and feeling the same. And then, like you said, you get something like from like an Alan Wake 2 remedy. They're not on that like triple. There are, they're a weird spot because they are triple A, but then they're able to like have cost efficiency in terms of their spending for their games. Cause Alan Wake 2 took them three years and I think 50 million. I know that a lot of that plays in the fact that they're based out of Finland. So 
I think just like game developers, you know, don't get paid as much as in the United States. If you're a game developer, you're basically like what making six figures at this point, right? I'm not sure. Maybe random question. Is somebody sweeping? Or no? No, okay. I don't know. I don't know why I heard a sweeping sound. Maybe I'm about to have another aneurysm. Maybe it was me breathing. It's okay. I, w- sounds like I I'm want sweeping. you to be breathing. I don't want you to not be breathing. So you go ahead and continue doing that. And also continue with the point you're saying. But I was just saying, like, you see something like Alan Wake, too. And, and they're it's efficient. Kind of like a, it's, it's a, they're efficient, and it's not necessarily, like, the most gorgeous-looking game. It still looks great. It's not, like, a full sense of movement. There's, like, invisible walls and shit like that at some mm-hmm. points. But it's, like, it's still a great game, and it still does exactly what it needs to do. And you're going to enjoy your time with it. Whereas now every game is trying to have all your time. And therefore, none of them are having any of your time. And we're just kind of like standing around like, oh, I mean, we're going to play either Fortnite, fucking Apex, Valorant or Warzone or Grand Theft Auto. Those have been the same five games in rotations for the last seven years. Yeah. And I hope that it. I hope that Alan or two. I hope that Alan w- and fuck 2K. And I hope that Alan Wake sells well <laughs> to just like. Uh, to show that you can be efficient and make a really creative and game that's not cookie cutter and sell well. I think the issue is that. Or even something like uh, Rio Guy Go to Two, right? The Yakuza mm-hmm. developers. Those aren't crazy sellers. Those games don't sell fucking 10 million copies, yeah. but they you know, are cookie cutter. They <laughs> They, but they're amazing. They are cookie they're cutter, but they have a special yeah. sauce and they have a creativity. And they and what I'm saying is that they at least offer a product that the fan base never feels slighted. That's true, on. and they're very efficient. And they actually did. They're very efficient. They did like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name in six months. It was originally planned as DLC and then kind of became its own project. But yeah, they they are very efficient. We still haven't seen that come out yet, so we don't know. It did it come could out. Be ass. Yeah, it, it dropped. Did? IGN gave it a seven. Oh, um, but also, but a seven is it's fine. Yeah, for them. seven is fine. When you mentioned Borderlands having a skill tree, it really immediately immediately made me think of the IGN review of Far Cry Three, saying it's like Skyrim with guns. Crazy times. But that's what I'm saying. Remember those times? Remember those simpler times? Like. Back in the day, I know people will not fucking believe this, but literally Bethesda was the only people making like actual like RPGs. I will say, at least not everybody was making. At that. least now, when something creative and original comes out, it blows our socks off that much more. I know there's probably a lot of haters of it out there, but fucking Death Stranding is so good, so original. Oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like that's something that's creative, and I think that that's why that's like stuck with. Yeah. Me. Now, because that's like fucking awesome that yeah that shit is really good and speaking about like efficiency and timing of release something we have to mention is obviously some games are taking a lot of time some games are going to be taking a little bit more time ubisoft has apparently delayed a large game thought to be star wars outlaws to next fiscal year this hasn't been like officially Damn. commented on but it was originally planning to release by the end of march 2024 and that will no longer be the case so if it is true that it's going to move into next fiscal year you're looking in between march 2024 and march 2025 so that looks like that has been pushed now another one is bioware has teased mass effect on n7 day but after they teased it there was a report that came out saying that the expected release window might be close to 2029 
for Mass Effect 4. God damn. Yeah, so I had to... What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I had to put that... I was like... I, I was bracing it, and I was like, 2027. You said 2029? What the fuck is a decade to make now, what? This comes by way of Video Games Chronicle, which we trust heavily. I think it's a very reliable source. And they say the report said that it will be coming close to 2029. The other thing that we have to remember is Bioware is also technically working on Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which does not have a release date yet. So... They are juggling two projects. Dragon Age would absolutely be the one that would come out first, but we've at least seen a trailer for that. That's we know that's yeah. Real. So well, no, I don't think we have a trailer. We saw we saw a character. They had like a CG rendering of a character, but I don't think there's a trailer for that game. I could be mistaken. There's not. But I don't think there's a trailer. I'm gonna look it up while you. From what I remember, Dragon Age Dreadwolf's information was a CG rendering of a character, and then they talked about how they wanted to have some kind of like God of War-like action in it. But I don't remember them giving anything more than that. That's crazy. So Now, they still have to confirm a release date for Dragon Age Dreadwolf, and yes, the Mass Effect release by the report does say 2029 or later. So it's not like 2029 it will come out. It's like 2029 or later. So okay, they're teasing it, but I think they might be teasing it in more of a way to just kind of like stay relevant because Bioware is in a little bit of a sticky situation. But I do think it's insane to announce certain games like so crazy far out in advance. It does have a teaser trailer from 2018. From the Game Dragon Awards. Age? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No gameplay, but just cinematic teaser Got trailer. It. Okay, and those, that was only five years ago. Right? That, I mean, that's not that long ago. <laughs> I was like, damn, they've taught. That's why, that's why I'm like, I've heard about this game. Like, is I've definitely they've like announced it in a public fashion. Not unlike the new Mass Effect game, which they're kind of like cagey about, where they're like, it exists, but they haven't like named it or anything. That's yet. true. Well. While we're talking about announcements, why don't we go ahead and talk about another one. Grand Theft Auto 6. The trailer will be revealed in December. They didn't, Rockstar didn't give much more information than that. I feel like it's pretty safe to assume that this will probably be shown at the Game Awards on December 7th. I would imagine. Oh, I didn't, is that the first week? That is, yeah, that would be. They said the first week of December. I mean, I think that's the first week. I'll look at a calendar right now. That's the first Thursday. So that's immediately what I thought is that's when they would show it. So now there's not a whole lot of information given, right? But this is just something that everyone's kind of waited for throughout the years. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 released on September 17th, 2013. And -hmm. I remember being so fucking excited for that. I I just know the date because I remember being so excited on that day to go home and play it. But Anyway, yeah, that shit was cool. A lot of things have changed. I don't really give a fuck about GTA 6. I'm interested in seeing the trailer, but we were talking before the show that I don't even know what I would necessarily want to see that would get me excited for it. I think that if they have a cool single player, I I do always enjoy a GTA campaign. I enjoy the cars. I enjoy customizing cars, maybe buying houses, doing shit like that. But it has been so long where... I will be interested in seeing the trailer and for the game to come out, but it's almost too long that my excitement has waned. Like, if they were to announce this maybe like 2018-ish, 
then I'd probably be a little bit more excited. Like, let's say Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out, then they announce this, then this comes out, like, maybe 2021, 22. I think that would have been good. At this point, I think it's a little too far that I'm like, okay, yeah, you're going to release it, but I don't really give a fuck at this point. I agree with you, but for different reasons. Mm. I agree with you that it would have hit those years. I was thinking literally the same exact timeline Mm -hmm. of, like, announcement then release it would have definitely like oh shit i'm excited i think so much time has passed now that i'm just kind of i'm kind of dreading whatever fucking gta online mm. 2 microtransaction bullshit this is about to become not that like i mean i hope the single player remains intact but i don't know they could try some shit where they're like you know fully online first gta it's true if i can just start from the online and that's that that's like the way it goes like mmo style kind of crazy shit so it's not even called gta 6 it's um, just grand theft auto that's what i'm saying like grand Theft, like they call it yeah some stupid shit like that like call of duty does or like grand theft auto online or some shit so i mean i'm i'm hesitant to kind of see it i hope it's i hope it has that single player component because if it does then I'm completely happy. I really have no issue with GTA Online because GTA 5 was a finished, flushed out product. Mm-hmm. I didn't beat it. I haven't beaten actually any Grand Theft Auto game, so I this may this may motivate me because I did buy the collections of finally you know churn through those games. I know those first few games are a little shorter than what modern games yeah, have become, absolutely. so they're a little more manageable. But then eventually get to GTA 5 because I did get very far into it but never beat it. So as long as GTA 6 has that single player component, that's all I really am concerned about. I know a lot of the focus is going to be about GTA Online 2 or whatever they call it or continue it as. So I think the the, the, the distance has the industry has changed so much that I am not excited about what this is going to become. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So we'll wait and see. But for all of you that have been waiting for this, this is like the first time I think Rockstar is like actually really acknowledging and be like, no, 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 you will see it. Kind of fire how they announced it though. Where like Sam Hauser like signed it, like he put like his thing. I was like, I didn't oh, even see cool. what happened. I liked it. Where? Oh, if you go to Rockstar's X, the way the the way that the tweet all right, was I proposed. Okay, so I, all right. It was like a like a little note. Is like, oh, next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide. We have full. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Where is this? Yeah, but Sam Hauser doesn't even work there anymore. That's why I was kind of confused. That's what I'm saying. Neither of the Hauser brothers even work there. But I think they wrote this game. Like the new one? I, think, I thought Red Dead yeah, 2 was the last one already... they wrote. But this is the way this tweet is formatted. Maybe this was like also done because mm. I mean, they've been working on this game for years as well. But it says uh, the tweet exactly says we are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with all of you. Thank you, Sam Hauser. Mm. So they didn't say Grand Theft Auto 6. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What's next for Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, it could be. That's what I'm saying. I'm more hesitant about this now because of how long it's gone that the industry is in such a different place. That I don't necessarily know that they're focused on making exactly the product that I want. I know Take-Two, I mean, all the publishers are pretty aggressive in terms of like shifting to live service. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard, like, you know, the Warner Brothers we were talking about earlier being so publicly open about it. Ubisoft has obviously tried their hand at it. And, you know, you see EA as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's kind of leaning more into single player stuff. So I, I appreciate that. And PlayStation also is the only other publisher. And 
the Japanese publishers in general are more single player focused. But so, you know, 2K I know is very aggressive. They got the Borderlands series; they're out there fucking selling their ass mm-hmm. for a hundred million versions of that. So I'm I'm not quite sure exactly what this Grand Theft with the next uh, product is in the Grand Theft Auto line because now it's maybe not even six. Yeah, I, yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not saying like I definitively think that oh they're just going to rebrand it, but I mean you know little details to pick up on. They weren't like we're excited to show you Grand Theft Auto six, just saying the next Grand Theft Auto. So. We'll see how that comes out. I would assume that'll be Game Awards. If it's not Game Awards, honestly, I would be more excited. The reason why I say that is because I do think that Grand Theft Auto... PlayStation event? I mean, I am not even going to hope for that. <laughs> that would be cool. PlayStation I, I, I'm literally not even going to... I thought... What? Remember, we thought we got that at the PlayStation Showcase when they showed off Grand Theft Auto Five for PS5. Yeah, we did think that, but... We thought for a second that that was granted out of six so maybe they can maybe they can write that wrong i don't think sony is ready to show anything uh genuinely i really don't i think that remember because we were waiting for a fall one and then they did do one and it was not what anyone really was expecting and i think that was all they had that one was in spring that was Uh -uh. in may there was one more recent than that hold on let me look at the one that had baby steps to start it Oh, yeah. that was a state of play. Oh, that was a state my of play. God. That's not well, a showcase. Hold on, let me see. Let me. They're in different standards. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. State of plays, I'm fine. With. They have lower standards, so you can show baby steps to state of play. I'm a showcase. I need fucking. I need a. I don't know. I don't even know what I need to be honest. And that's where I'm at. Where I need a new IP. I need you to tell me what I need to get excited about for because I've been excited about the same shit for like ten years now. I can't. Can't keep on. I can't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, that's things. true. Damn, yeah, I get. Wow, the showcase really was in May. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we like we. I mean, yeah, it would honestly be has to be. We're in November 9th right now. We're recording it's on November 9th. It would have to be within like the next, like twelve days. It would have to be like a surprise, like announce go. Yeah. So. Because then it's going to be too close to Game Awards. So I say, I think. So no. I mean, who, hopefully that I happens. Think no. I what I'm hoping. Let's be optimistic. Well, what I am hoping for is Rockstar does their own thing because I think they can attract plenty of eyes if they needed to. Or they could just release that shit. It doesn't even matter. But that'd be fire. I think that they can obviously do Game Awards. The only reason why I'm saying that is because actually, I guess just be at Game Awards. If it's not going to be a Sony thing, then yeah, you're right. I guess just be at Game Awards. But it would be cool if they could do too. Yeah, because what they're going to talk about fucking. You're going to talk about the same. The trailer, the what 90 they second trailer to talk for 40 minutes they can f- just have a trailer i think rockstar has it like that that is true no they can definitely just drop a trailer so they should drop a trailer the day after the game awards to be like this is the best announcement from the game awards it wasn't even at the show yeah so no i i, I that'd be a that flex. would be cool but i don't it's it's cool you know i, I think we'll just see I think the Sony showcase state of plays, whatever is a pain point. Honestly, I think you get a little sensitive about that just because I don't like, I don't know what the fuck they would show. And it isn't even just me saying, I don't know what I want them to show. I know. I know what I want. We're going to have Ratchet and Clank. I know what I want to see. I just don't know if they can show it to me. What do you want to see? Well, I want to see factions. I want to see twisted metal. I want to see Concord and fair games, at least gameplay. And I would like to know at least a tease of what is Sucker Punch doing and what is Santa Monica doing. 
Santa Monica just went. They need it. They they just went last year. I said a tease. Why the fuck do you want to know about games four years in advance? I All hate right. that. Well, how about this? Instead of waiting and knowing about something four years in advance, why don't you know about fucking nothing in advance? And we'll <laughs> wait five years and get nothing. Is that better? No, I just want to play yeah, games. I, know. I want. I mean, I, we the, we have plenty of games this year, though. Yeah, they did pick a, games. They picked a it's good the best year. Year ever. Not. It's the best year ever, bruh. Come on, dude. Do you not love Star Wars, Harry Potter, fucking Spider Man? Come on. What are you, loser? All right, relax. Are you not happy for the twentieth Legend of Zelda game and seventy fifth Mario game? Come on, dude. It's the best Diablo Four. Nothing you mentioned was PlayStation. I mean, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> the only PlayStation game is Spider-Man. Yeah. I said Spider-Man. Oh, well, well Spider-Man. anyway, yeah, I mean, best game, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, we're playing games, but I just, I don't know, it's just weird, right? It's just, we- it's weird to not know, because you can't be excited about what you don't know. You can't just blindly be like, oh, I love every, if you, if you blindly excited about all these things that you don't know, then that's like the definition Dude, of a fanboy. I'm boy. excited I'm excited to get the PlayStation Portal, get the PlayStation AirPods, spend $75,000 on mm. both those products, and fucking just, you know, hang out and play Last of Us Part 1 again. And Part 2 again. And Ratchet and, and Part and 2 again. And Ratchet Horizon and Zero Dawn remade. Hazard, Horizon Zero Dawn remade, thank you. Yeah, that one too. The, the great Sony lineup. And Bloodborne Assassin's remastered. Assassin's Creed 1. Blue Point. Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed yeah. 4 and Resident Evil 5. Yeah. And I'm going to be excited about it. And you're going to buy the deluxe That's... version. And I'm going to buy, yeah, I'm going to buy the deluxe you know, version so that way I can have those extra skins. And I'm also going to buy the PlayStation you 5. You know why Pro. you're going to so buy the deluxe version? Don't even worry version? about it. Because I want early And access. when you search the game, we won't show you the standard version. The first thing you're going to see is the deluxe version. Oh wow! I didn't even notice. I've just been paying for those versions because that's what they show me, and I just do whatever. Just consume whatever all these companies are telling me to do. Yeah, no, but it's not. It's not looking. Yeah, it's an interesting time. It's not looking. It's definitely yeah. It's been. It's this. It's kind of like it's like the PS3, but not as fun (laughs) because there's not the great games. Like the PS3 was fun because it was like we're underdogs, and we also are like, but we have like. Uncharted is fucking better than Halo. Like y'all dumbasses mm. don't realize that. And then history will play itself out, and it's clear. Mm. Sure. You know? Or yeah, yeah, Last of Us and or like, Gran Tur- like Gran Turismo coming in hot, and then you just have all these other studios hitting. You, exactly. And then you got Infamous, where you're like, this is the fucking best superhero game before all this Arkham mm. shit and fucking Spider Man shit. So you know, we we had we had things that we can actually like be like point to, and be like, well, this is great. We're just it's kind of just like, resistance. you know, it's selling well. Everything's it resistance, bro. Yeah, resistance as a shooter, too. You can you can, sh- you know, show off that kill zone. If you're if you're into that Warhawk, Warhawk was fun. Puppeteer. Dragon Crown. Come on, Dragon nah. Crown. That was fun. The little animated one. PlayStation Battle Royale. Oh, dude. Or Battle All-Stars. I, you saw Nickelodeon All-Stars. IGN gave it a seven or a nine. A nine I gave a it a nine. nine. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I was like, Brett, IGN, y'all paid. That was kind of crazy. I'm not, I didn't even watch the yep. review, so to be fair, this is completely unbiased. I, I do want to watch the review because I'm like, what the fuck makes this a nine? Because like, I don't even, 
Like what is it's literally Smash? Like it has to literally be like as good as Smash Bros. Is and what you're saying at that point, I right? understand. That's what a nine means, right? Is that how you I read, read it? I read it as this is better than Spider Man too. I'm not. I'm, honestly, that's not that surprising. Uh, I guess, but if, if it but is. if if it was a Super you Smash, know? that was Spider Man two. It's it goes Spider Man two as the second worst game, and then Resident Evil. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. The worst that's games true. that were released this year. So that's Resident Evil four worse. Absolutely not two. game of the year contenders. Actually, if anything, maybe Nickelodeon All Stars that could be game of the year contender. That could be like your stray. Bruh, it's literally the best game of yeah. the year. It's the best game of all time. It's the best year to be in a the, gamer. Yeah, in the greatest year ever. That's that's very true. <laughs> or like everyone can love and but nominate yeah. Indie Darling Sea of Stars. That's pretty, but nobody wants to finish it because it's not actually fun. Oh, wow. Wow. Is it Hell not no, fun? That's is just that not the, that fun. Is that what right, yes, say? that's what the streets say. Remember, uh, we like, I mean, I guess I'm not trying to call just his opinion out, but even Colin was saying that like on Sacred Symbols that the like some of the menu and the way that it reads is like it's not very yes. easy. And I felt a similar way when I was playing it. Just that it's a very pretty game. It does sound really good. I'm also kind of like fucking around. I'm not actually trying to shit on Sabotage Studios. They make really wonderful stuff. I really like the messenger and I do like Sea of Stars. I'm more so poking fun at and I also did like Stray, but I'm poking fun at that shit getting way more love than it needed to get last year. Well, last year was a rough year. And last I think year was not a rough a, year. Okay, I'm sick of this shit. You had year, Elden bro. Ring last year. Everyone keeps talking about that Elden Ring. You had Gran Turismo 7 last year. You had Horizon Forbidden West. Mid. You also had God of War mid. Ragnarok. Last year was last year mid. wasn't mid. It literally wasn't mid. It was just like people don't like to have their own fucking opinions. They like to just join what everyone else is saying. Last year everyone is saying, "Oh, it's the worst year." Oh, this year, oh, the greatest year ever. Okay. Last year's Call of Duty shit on this year's Call of Duty. Last year's PlayStation exclusives were all better than anything PlayStation had to offer this year. Elden Ring unanimously everyone fucking loves. Like, I don't understand how people can actually think last year was weak. It just wasn't. Yeah, but this year you get to play Harry Potter, Star Wars, and... And you get to not finish most of them. When neither of us have finished (laughs) Star Wars or Harry Potter... That's true. I'm, I'm, I have it. I actually have Star Wars downloaded. I was like, I gotta give this. I gotta give this a shot. I feel like this can be a game of the year contender for me personally. Yeah, that's fair. I understand. I, I, yeah. I wanted to get into that one, but I remember I was playing Fallen Order at the beginning of this year, and I was enjoying it. But I had a couple of bugs that like kind of kept me from finishing it, which was pretty surprising because I played it like four years after it came out. So I thought that shit would be fixed, but it wasn't. Yeah, and the performance was also atrocious when it was released as well. So that's why I didn't play it when it yeah, came out. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I don't know. What was I? I was going off on a tangent. I don't remember what I was saying. But I can come back down to Earth now with... We were talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. This is all steaming off of that. And the the industry the industry that we're currently in that makes us not excited for Grand Theft Auto 6. Because they didn't even call it that when they talked that's about fair. it. Now, coming back down to Earth, we've got... November's PlayStation Plus Essential games. They have been released. Now you can go. Is this a good month? I think it's a pretty good month. I'm very surprised at maybe people not thinking that. Well, what's this month? This what month is Mafia month? 2 Definitive Edition. That's Aliens Fireteam Elite. If you haven't played that, that's fun. If and you haven't played it for a little bit. 
not everything can I, be great. So but fuck I think off. that's pretty solid. I think Mafia 2 Definitive yeah. Edition is a decent pick. I think Aliens Fire Team Elite is a good game. I don't think those are bad. I mean, I'm probably biased because I'm a huge Mafia Aliens too. Fan. I'm very excited. Yeah, about so am I. We didn't have that. I'm excited to have it. And then mm-hmm. Dragon Ball The Breakers, I'm like, okay, cool. When I saw that, my first thought was, okay, cool. We get something that's like known. They could have just lobbed you some random indie shit you've never heard of and have no interest in because <laughs> they do that as like the third game, right? We know that normally they try to have one big title game and then they do like a mid end and then they give you like a, you never fucking heard of this one, but here. Yeah, you got some big IP. You got a Dragon Ball game. You got an Alien game. I mean, I come on, solid. what else can you ask now, for? Those are available. I, no, I think this is a yeah, good one. Yeah, so those are available, and for those who might not know, Essential is kind of your base tier of PlayStation Plus, so make sure you go into the store. You can pick these three games up. You can add them to your library, and as long as you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus at any tier, you'll have access to these. So even if you don't plan on playing them, just make sure you go in and add them to your library so you just have them forever. That's the thing, though, right? Where it's like, the unless you bought all three of these, I can't imagine a situation where this is one of those months where I think there is something here for most people. It's not like a month where they're like, hey, here's PGA 23 and like maybe a turn based something like I think that Aliens Fire Team, if anyone has any interest in sci fi shooters, that's for you. Mafia is like you want to play a single player game or you like like kind of older era stuff. There you go. And if you like Dragon Ball or like anime stuff, you could play that. I don't think that's like. That's I think true. It's a, Got everything covered. Also, all of them are like decent to good, or good to great. They're all in like that, like six to eight. Yeah, range. they're not like, hey, here's Saints Row as like your cream of the crop. I will say, Bro, Saints Row is a good game. Every single month, right? without fail, it annoys me that we get these and then they wait to tell us what we get as extra and premium members. It's really the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense why. <laughs> you have an allergic reaction to it. I have an allergic reaction, but um, it doesn't even really make sense exactly why there's a delay. Mm-hmm. But I think that those are solid. So if you are interested, pick those up. I would recommend them. If you've never played Mafia Two, be careful playing it. There is nudity in it. Oh yeah, yeah, the Playboy mags. Yeah, don't, you be have careful a, you streaming it. You, know, it. you have a significant other. The Twitch cops, the Twitch, the Twitch cops don't like all the nudity in that game. So just be aware of that. Or yeah, if you have a significant other, like, or the in-laws are in yeah. town, don't fucking start playing off. You're like, wow, this is what you're. This wow, this is what Jared oh, yeah. does all day. Just looks at tits on screen. <laughs> I you're like, Arr! I did it for a trophy. <laughs> I did it for the trophy. I wanted a platinum, but uh, but no, you know. But if we have some alone time, our PlayStation Portal. If I can play that shit in the bathroom and beat All that I'm shit. saying is I do not have a plan. I do. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but so. That's crazy. Game of the <laughs> no. year. What year did that come out? That's game of the that, year. <laughs> but all jokes aside, Mafia 2 is really good. And Mafia 1 definitive, like the re- remake of Mafia 1 was really incredible. And I know that they are working on Mafia 4. So I don't know when they plan on announcing that. But I do think it's a fun franchise. I like, I mean, shit, if Grand Theft Auto goes fully, I this I don't think that they're actually going to do this, but if it did decide to be just Grand Theft Auto and be fully online, Mafia, go ahead, take that single player Grand Theft Auto space. You will sell well just doing that. It does definitely have a lot more, uh, if you like the like 
PlayStation 2 trilogy of Grand Theft Auto games, I think you'd like mm-hmm. Mafia. It's not as open. Mafia 2 specifically. Mafia 2 and 1 are not as open. They're very much like you. There's not much to do in the open world. You just go from point to point and then do your story missions. Mm-hmm. So more like GTA 3 style. But then Mafia 3 opens it up. But then it's one of those games that the open world's kind of boring as fuck. But the main story is still good. So you can just play beat to beat and have a yeah, good that's time. True. They're solid games. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's go ahead and return back to Last of Us for a second. The HBO TV show, Last of Us Season 2, is coming, expected to be in 2025, and the show will head into production early next year. Um, so that is basically the new reports as to when they will start production and when they are expecting release. What we do know is that the first season covered the first game. The second season is supposed to be broken into two parts, so maybe season two and season three to cover part two. But Last of Us showrunner Craig Mazin did say in August that the series could run for three to five season. Four sounds like a good number. That was a quote. So they would have to go past Last of Us part two, either into maybe part three territory, or I don't know what they would do past that. So uh, you know, and maybe the fans do or don't know, so I can go ahead and say like I watched most of maybe 75 percent of the first season and then i kind of dropped off i do think the show is good i just don't think it was necessarily for me um i kind of mark's mark's joel doesn't have panic yeah, attacks I, that was the line for I'm, him i'm good yeah because like i you know if i have panic attacks in real life like that's fine but i don't want to like watch <laughs> that like you know what i'm saying like i just had a panic attack all fucking day and i just spent my money on the subscription i want to see people having a regular good time but it's not or you know you don't want your you don't want your heroes being like, dude, come on, I I, I have yeah, that. yeah like you can't fucking you what dude? come on, but it's not just that right. I was like, there's little details and stuff like that over time where I think it's it's a good show, but there were some. I guess I won't say spoilers because there's probably maybe some people who haven't seen it, but there were large fundamental pieces of the first game that were adapted differently that rubbed me the wrong way, and so because of that, I'm like, it's cool, it's nice that the show exists, but I know it's not for me. So that can be fine. My only maybe worry is that the show kind of extends too much past where the game is. But I don't know about that. In general, how do you feel about this news? Are you like excited for the show? I know that you did finish the first season. I did finish the show and I had a lot more positive things to say leading up to where you left off. I was still like overall like this is a Mm -hmm. good show. And the show, I mean, the show is good. It's not like the fucking show is awful. It also has like amazing, you know, uh, like material to be based off of. So it's like it can only be so bad. It's not lost, but but like it's it's good. It's not lost. Yeah, it's not lost. It is found. But um, the ending is horrific Mm. and it doesn't know justice from what you actually do in the end of The Last of Us one. And it just like feels really cheap and rushed. Mm. So the ending doesn't hit as hard, which if anybody who played the original Last of Us knows the ending is like when the en- when the game cuts to black, you're like, yeah, fuck, what the fuck did I just ha- like experience? And the game and the show has does mm. not have that. You don't feel that same way. You're just kind of like, huh. I, I don't know as somebody who hasn't played the game, how they would feel about the ending. I guess I, I, Pam, Pam liked the show a lot, so I guess it hit for her and she didn't beat the game. But I think of anybody who's played the game like that ending is really whack compared to how it plays out. It plays out exactly the same, by the way. There's nothing. It's just the it. So that that tells you what it's like. It's just like minor details, like Mark was mentioning, that just 
kind of have everything a little bit off so then it doesn't congeal the yeah it, it's true and those things make a big difference and that's something that i was saying too where this isn't me saying like oh it's a bad show it's understanding and recognizing and being okay with it might not be for me i might not be the target audience and that's okay but i'm not going to force myself to be like oh yeah yeah i love this like no no no, it's good but my last of us is like the playstation last of us not the hbo last of us not my not my joel i mean honestly it's it's less about the for me, the biggest things, and I think this is pretty spoiler free, it's less about characters and more so about the sets of where they are, action pieces, and how certain story beats are set up. And the changes that were mm-hmm. made to some of those things, I just wasn't a very huge fan of. So, Also, Pilot was the best episode. I, I, that's not a very good... Sh- I that's thought never, the third episode. It's never a good... St- but- I think I understand why people like the third episode and why it is but it's great, like separate. but it's like it just feels like it's so se- yeah, it's so separate to like and it's like so drastically different, which that sucks too because that was one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of the game as well. Yeah, so that was, yeah. You miss mm-hmm. a big you miss a big like uh cutscene, not cutscene, but like uh what is it called? Those uh, like Just areas. like a whole section, like a set chapter. Pieces, it, set but piece, multiple yeah. set pieces. If there's that part I don't. I don't even know. Is that? Yeah, Bill's yeah, Town. Bill's Town. Bill's this Town. Because not... you start in it. Because you start in it, and then you go in it, and then yeah. you like are in the suburbs, and then you get to the school, and then you, you go, come mm-hmm. back. So you're touching like three separate set pieces mm-hmm. there, and that's uh that's kind of all missing. So that's upsetting. So that's why I think the third episode doesn't necessarily. I mean, when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this was like really fucking amazing. Like this was a really cool, different take mm-hmm. on it, and I was like, I appreciated it for that. But then looking back on the lack of action in the latter half of the season, I was like, damn, I kind of wish I had those set pieces because that was a really fun fucking part of the yeah, game. Yeah, and then there... So I so I think the pilot... I think the pilot's super strong. I love the, like, present-day shit, cutting in old, like, uh, new, like news clips mm-hmm. and shit. Like, I thought that all really hit. I agree. Me. I thought it did start out very strong, and then even towards the middle, there was maybe too much action in some places where I didn't think it was necessary or was flipped from where it was a little bit more quiet in the game so just different things panning out different ways at this point it's too hard to not talk about spoilers so maybe i'll just kind of dive off of it but it is the i mean yeah we're talking about a 13 year old game and it's a season of television i mean people have seen it or haven't yeah if you get pissed off fuck you they're just yeah they're just changes it's basically yeah they're just changes from the game to the show that were rule breaking for that world that for me put me off of it. I mean, even I don't think it's a spoiler because it's like right off the rip, just the way that the clickers work in general, the way that any of the infected work, there's no, there's no fungal spores. So there's no gas. That means that you're never going to have a scene with any gas mass, which if you've played the games, those are, can be some very important scenes. Now all of those have to be different. This horde, also takes stakes out of correct the this world. horde shit where now we've got like a horde stupid world war, world war z zombies which is never the case fucking step on a piece of fungal and then oh, a way to cross there 35 people here where you are but that also ties into the other change you didn't mention the hive, the hive mind shit. shit yeah which is like okay maybe like they want to be angle it for like all oh, some sort of like realism but like but it's it's not but it's not last of us is the is the thing ultimately so it's changes like that yeah that built up over time and then had me be like all right i'm good it's not bad it's just not for me and cosmetically i think they did the clickers really that's well, true though. 
I think they looked really cool. It looked like that was like that's how a clicker would like the noises and the, the body movements and everything. I Until think you see that. the CGI generated bloater. I thought that looked like shit. Yeah, that didn't look hot, but you know, can't hit them all. Or you can. Or you just fucking can, you know? Maybe <laughs> you just can get the details right because you don't even have to create something new. I mean, I thought Neil was on set. That's what uh, yeah. I thought. I was confused about I was wondering what his involvement was. Was it was his you know involvement redoing the story? Neil wrote the script and then Craig reviewed it. Kind of like how Bungie Oof, reviewed it. You that's know what, what I'm it saying? seems like. We're just wow. going to review what you did and we're going to change it a little bit. Even though the factions game is not being directed. No, I by know. This is, that's why it's a joke. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> and everyone's still going to love HBO season two anyway of Last of Us. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good show. I'm excited to see. I think what would be cool, honestly, is if they explore more like the before. I think so, starts. too. I think that's something I'd be interested to see. And I don't even the thing that is kind of nice is I don't have to like finish the first season anyway. You know what happens, so. But it's weird because then at that point, right, let's say that they do have the first section of season two be maybe something we didn't see in the games. Do I want to actually watch that Mm -hmm. and then consider that canon? Probably not, because there are probably going to be even more changes. But it's too separate. It's separate now. Yeah, that's true. I think they've already distinguished themselves so much this first season that like this is. It's just weird. Like Marvel, you know how they? It's a multiverse. I mean, yeah, because if. Everything if, is multiverse. If, That's it. It's if two there's universes. A part three, then what's the connection? I mean, I think if they do part three in the show before the game, then the part three is going to be the show. Then Naughty Dog has lost all soul, and Naughty Dog is, and, and Neil Neil in particular is fucking. He's getting ready to go to Hollywood and saying fuck mm. video games if that happens, because that is. I think that that's almost a sign of disrespect. Yeah, I would agree. That's a sign of disrespect being like, oh, no, we will take care of the next chapter of your series for you. Like HBO fucking relax. You make shows. You don't make Mm. games. Well said. That's a true statement. Also, yeah, that is a true statement. Also, Craig Mays on relax. Yeah, Craig Mays on relax. Absolutely. He's he's getting hyped up. He's fucking he's like, oh, yeah, I'm changing. Yeah, he's him. Fuck whatever. He really thinks he's him. Yeah, you really think you're him, bro. You got gifted a great IP, all right? Nobody even knew who you were. You made fucking Chernobyl. Yeah, you gifted that by I watched it. It was pre- <laughs> an awful world event. You, you gave, what have exactly. you created? All right, make some shit. Yeah, what have you done? Come on. Out here fucking taking other people's shit. I've seen that haircut. Got to do better than that. <laughs> anyway. That's this crazy. Is, uh, <laughs> Why you got to go after a man's look? That's kind of disrespectful. You were, we're just talking about professional. professional. You were talking about disrespect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand how this just falls on my lap. I don't know why you gotta be. You gotta, gotta disrespect how he looks, man. He, that's how he's born, Was man. It? Can't help he's ugly <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, no disrespect to Neil Druckmann in any of these statements we're saying. So, <laughs> no, Neil, Neil. I like his long hair look. The the short hair look kind he of got threw the, me off a little bit. I need the beard. I don't like when he, he got doesn't the rich have the beard. muscles too. He did that thing where like when you become a millionaire, you get like buff as fuck for no reason. <laughs> Yes, he did do that, and that did kind of throw me <laughs> off. And I was like, "Damn!" At least you know you're like, "Damn, my boy Neil, he's fucking making money. My boy's on testosterone now." Yeah, he's Let's in go. shape for real. But um, yeah, he's looking good. Whatever we get out of Naughty Dog, I'll be excited to see the show. 
fine right it's cool i the people that are going to enjoy it i hope they have a good time with it but like you were saying i just hope it doesn't surpass the game in any meaningful way because that would be weird um yeah i mean we at least saw also another side note we did see with the halloween horror nights thing it was based on the video game not the show so that's a positive sign that's true but alex did do it and so that he did see some stuff from the show I take back what I said. That well, was no, 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 no. Joel is absolutely right. The way that they did say it was, it'll be, it's like more the PlayStations on the, and they did have Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. That's her name. And they had, yes. And they had the PlayStation logo yeah, on. So the they billboard. had the original characters do the voiceovers for what you would hear when you're walking through the haunted house. I just, I remembered Alex saying that there, he did feel like there were some elements of like the show too. Huh. That's but interesting. I didn't do it, so I don't know. So, um, but I, the reason why I didn't really go is because I think Halloween Horror Nights is normally pretty cool. But I heard a lot of people saying it was like oversold, like it was so packed yeah. in a way that it just wouldn't even be worth it unless you're getting like the express pass. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be forced. You have to drop like yeah, four hundred. I don't want to be night. forced in everything I do to get like the gold version to just that for to just be the standard version, you know. Um, mm-hmm. now sega sega says sega. sega says that development of its first super game is progressing steadily the company plans to release the blockbuster title by march 2026 and the japanese publisher's super game project will span multiple triple a titles that cross over sega's comprehensive range of technologies and go beyond the traditional framework of games. So I think we just don't really know what the fuck it is, and they don't know how to describe it, which is fine. I like Sega a lot, and I I have a good amount of trust in them. So I'm all down for what they're doing. If development is going steady, that's great. I'd be interested to see when we would see this, what it even is. Um, I just think it's interesting. So this will be... This will be Sega's biggest budget game ever. Now, if I remember, I want to see. I feel like Sega's biggest budget game, or at least was it, was it Frontiers? I think one of their biggest budget games was Shenmue at the time. Could be wrong, but I mm. want to look this up. But what do you think? Of, what does this even mean to you? Just like, oh, a super game. What do you think that is? I have no idea. I mean... Obviously, super game sounds live servicey, so I think like maybe a new Monster Hunter. Mm, that's not even Sega. That's Capcom. Is that not, Se- is that not Sega? Oh, you're right. That is Capcom. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. What? Wait, what can so it be? So Sega. Then? Yeah, you're right. Because that would either be so Sega is Sega's Yakuza, Yakuza Shenmue, um, Sonic. Um. Let's see. Let me look it up. Let me get it. Let me get it together here. Persona. Virtual Fighter, I think. Persona, no? Nope. No Persona game is going to cost eight hundred million dollars. One second. I don't even know, honestly, what they could be releasing. It has to be like, like what, like a Smash kind of thing, maybe. But it wouldn't cost eight hundred million. Eight hundred million sounds like a live service game. Yeah. I don't know what franchise that can be under, but it sounds live servicey. Spend so that say, much money on it because there's no Sega single player game that you spend that much money be, on. It's looking at. Website of top ten ranks of so Sonic, obviously Yakuza, Shenmue, uh, Shin Megami Tensei. That's not Persona. 
But That's not Persona. Persona, just Megami Tensei. It's an... per- Persona is oh, not okay. Sega. Correct? Persona okay, is so Sega. Then Persona. Because Persona is a because Persona is a part of the Shin Megami Tensei. So universe. then Persona. Which is yeah. massive. Virtua Fighter, Super Monkey Ball, Shenmue, and then you get into some of the smaller ones. It's Super Monkey Ball, that's what they spend eight hundred million dollars on. I think Super Monkey Ball 4. I don't think it's any of their existing IP. Existing stuff. Or if it is their existing IP, I think it's going to be a combination. Like, you come to to the Sega launcher, and you play this, and you play this, Mm. and you play this. Are they involved with Pez, or is that Capcom as well? Pez? The soccer game. Uh, Let me see. I don't know, but I thought that was trash. I mean, I I know it's a big game. It's a, it's like the second to FIFA, so I think it it's still relatively kind of big. No, that's Konami. But um, that's Konami. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what they could have in terms of IP that's that wealth. Like that's worth that much. Eight hundred. I mean, million it could, a lot it of could be money. something new. It could be. Could it possibly be multiple projects? Is it just one super game? I don't like, know. I I really don't know what it is. What like what it's supposed to be? I think that if it's a platform, think more like a. I mean, it's possible that it's just like a. I think. Okay, my basic gut check is it is a new IP. I don't think it's an existing IP. I think Sonic will stay on its Sonic path. I think Yakuza will stay on the Yakuza path. I think Persona will stay on Persona's path. I think this will be its own thing. They're each niches that are like both filled like sufficiently. Those games. So. I don't I don't know exactly what it'll be. I just don't think it'll be one of those. Yeah. I'm interested to see what it is though, because it says they said what March twenty twenty four? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. And twenty twenty six, that means twenty twenty. I, I mean you gotta have a couple of delays. Come for on. Polishing. Okay. Avoid damn. crunch. Well, you know, Mass Effect Mass Effect is coming on twenty twenty nine. They're working on one percentage of the game that's every year. At least. Um, I guess so. Yeah, so I mean, whatever this is, I'm interested to see what it becomes, but I don't think it's anything existing. Yeah, I would agree. A uh, quick update too on what Remedy is doing. So Remedy did say that there will be two expansions for Alan Wake Two. In addition, they also mentioned that they are going to be now entering kind of like pre-production stages of both Control Two and also Max Payne One and Two remakes with Rockstar. And then the projects that they're working on the side of Codename Vanguard, and there's another one that is a multiplayer kind of control. Those ones are still in like concept stage. So mm-hmm. it seems like pre-production right now is going to be Control 2 and Max Payne 1 and 2. I'm sure that as they get further progress on them, that they'll probably laser into one of them, similar to what they did with Alan Wake 2. But they did say that now this is kind of the status of these projects. And so it was Project Condor and Project Vanguard, two titles that the company hasn't really spoke that much about. But the Condor is a cooperative multiplayer game that has progressed from proof of concept to production readiness stage. And that will be a service based game. So they did say that. And then um, the other one, they, I don't think they really said much about at all. They said, Vanguard, we are defining the next stages of the project with our publishing partner. So, we will see. I is that like the ten cent game? 
Vanguard? Don't they have like Probably. a Tencent game? I, I mean, if like? they, yeah, working with a specific publisher, I feel like it could be that. I think, I would imagine it's going to go Control 2, then Max Payne 1 and 2, then probably these other two games, which I'm fine with. I think that's cool. And that's what that's the order I want it to be. I hope it is that because mm. apparently, you know, Alan Wake 2 leads into Control 2 and it's kind of like this whole new universe of weird remedy mm, shit. Love it. Control 1, excellent game. I got to replay that after playing this. I'm like, I want to play the Alan Wake mm. shit in that to see like the connections. And I want to play the control yeah. expansions. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I never got to playing those. Yeah. That... And play the PS5 port. I didn't play yeah, that's PS5. Probably, probably play that, do the expansions and get the platinum again. Probably mm-hmm. be like a good time. Good way to do it. I know that um, when we were talking about Max Payne recently on the show, uh, one of the listeners, one of my uncles, reached out and was saying that he played uh, mm-hmm. Max Payne 1 and 2, and he was like, yeah, those games were sick. And he was mentioning how me and you were discussing how Max Payne was kind of dark, and he was saying... "Yeah." He explained a lot. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but he was explaining a level to me that he remembered that was very creepy, and I knew exactly what level he was talking about. There's just like a level in the way that it's yeah. designed that is like it stresses you out so you want to finish it because what's happening is like stressful. Huh. I'm interested to play that whenever whenever those remakes. Honestly, Alan Wake 2, I'm so high in Remedy, I might just buy that port they got for PlayStation 2. I actually 2 was looking at that and I store. actually looked to see if either of us had already owned it. We don't. But I did look at that because I was like, yeah, that. now I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah, so I might, because I feel like I like having the original ports as well as like the mm-hmm. remasters because like because, you know, like something sometimes something is lost. Sometimes everything is great. And it's like, oh, this is a definitive edition. Like you don't have to go back like with the new Dead Space. It's like you can just play that. Like you don't got to play the original like that mm-hmm. captures the in the spirit of the original. That's true. And expands on it. Just overall better. Whereas like certain other things, you know, they kind of loses in translation, like, you know, Resident Evil 3. I know there's big portions cut out. Resident Evil 4, kind of a similar thing. So Mm -hmm. I like having the original and those remakes. So I might pick it up because I know that they also take off those ports sometimes. I know Rockstar did that with those original three GTA ports they had on there. They took those off once the collection came Mm -hmm. out. So that's true. Got to be on the watch out for that for Max Payne. That may happen the same way. Yes, I think those would be worth playing. I think that'd be fun or would be worth playing. Mm-hmm. I don't think the second one has a port. I think it's just the first one. Okay. And it, it has a platinum because those ports have pot- platinum. It does have a nice. platinum. That's true. Yeah. I think it's probably worth it. Mm-hmm. Great investment. It's cheap. I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, everything's free. free. What right? are you talking so about? Let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and just wrap up here a little bit with some like tiny items that are just worth mentioning. Hitman developer IO Interactive uh, kind of talked about how when they pitched the 007 game, the people who own the 007 IP were actually kind of like, we don't want to make another game because our like they don't they're not interested after their other releases of 007 games that were like not good. Bananas. But IO Interactive just pitched something that was so good that they were like, all right, yeah, we'll do it. Also, I think IO Interactive is like the perfect studio for that. Really fucking excited whenever that does come out. So that was a little bit of an update That's on fun. that. Konami had an earnings call talking about Silent Hill remakes. There's not a whole lot of information past that, but they did say more than one. So I don't know if they're trying to go full send on those, even though they haven't had 
uh, Silent Hill 2 out yet. We do have... Um, did we also address that you were right about the Metal Gear Solid oh, I don't collection? think we did, but yeah, we can do that. You want, We can address that now. Yeah, Mark was right about that I collection. This. It's so shit. All I had originally said was just that <laughs> them pricing it at $60 when they originally announced it, the only reason why it rubbed me the wrong way was because I felt like even in the way they announced it that they were going to do minimal work, they were going to port it over, they weren't going to do anything to them, and they were going to charge you 60 and that's exactly what they did. You can even see the exact years from the HD collection ports, and apparently there's like some audio issues, whatever. I don't want to be right about those things, but it's like, damn, I guess that is how it is. So we haven't gotten it. I yeah. do want to play them, but I don't I don't want to play like subpar. I don't know. It's weird. My I think my thing with that was it wasn't just the Metal Gear Solid collection itself. To me, it was more other implications. It was. Now that these are happening and they're selling you these for 60, you're not going to get a Metal Gear Solid game as a premium classic title. So that was one thing that I was like, fuck, yeah. okay, fine. But I now that Konami's also kind of taking the reins on this, I'm also like, is, what is Bluepoint making? Because we can't forget that is a Sony studio. I don't know what they're doing, though. That's what we thought. We thought they were doing the Metal so Gear I'm Solid like, Master. I don't, so. Are they? Because then again, you have Metal Gear Solid Delta. So it's like, I feel like, wouldn't it be a little bit weird for them to do, for Konami to do that and for Bluepoint to do MGS1? Maybe not, but it just seems like a disjointed way to handle it. So. Definitely. Hopefully, Blue Point's working on the Resistance mm, trilogy. Yeah. Hopefully, we get more old games. So, I I think. <laughs> so yeah, it's the, the the Silent Hill thing that someone's saying it could be a mistranslation. So it's also possible. But they also started that. I don't know if you remember this from the Silent Hill transmission. They announced something called Silent Hill Ascension, which was going to be like a live streaming event where people can vote on what happens on each of the episodes. Yeah, I want to make sure everyone is aware that while that did go live, it apparently is like very heavily monetized and you can spend more money. So your opinions or choices are worth more. And people did not fuck with that. It's just like real politics. Yeah. It's just real politics. So people didn't point. like that. So I don't know if that's going over the best. And I mean, I don't know who's watching it. And Damn. then the other thing that we do have in Silent Hill World is a ratings board reveals new details on the unannounced Silent Hill, the short message. This is the kind of smaller, maybe indie Silent Hill title that they showed. And the ratings board said this has exploration based psychological horror and the game features depictions of suicide and self-harm. Not super surprising for a Silent Hill game, but the fact that anything is coming up on a ratings board at all probably means that it is closer or making some kind of progress this probably means that they sent them some kind of version of the game because if i and anyone feel free to correct me if i'm wrong but from what i understand the way that games get rated is you take portions of the game and you send them and they will go through it and rate it of course you can't falsely send parts and hide stuff because i'm pretty i mean that would be i think it's like they basically send like the most fucked up shit yeah or like each of the taglines, they fit, send them something that would fit like, oh, drugs and alcohol use and mm. uh, violence and da da da. So that is what's in there. I am interested in that, but I will want to see more from Silent Hill, just in general. Silent Hill 2, when is that going to come out? When is Stellar Blade going to come out? Who knows? When are we going to see them again? But I think that is just about everything we have here. Oh, Embracer COO confirms departure after a rough year. There's no surprise there. 
I mean, that shit was coming. He's leaving before they. Yeah, he's leaving before he and crashes. And then I'd say we'll just wrap up with one thing. We haven't played it, but I know people are loving it. Lies of P. The director has confirmed a sequel. Oh, yeah. And offers a first look at the upcoming DLC. So, Lies of P. I've heard fantastic things about that. I definitely do want to play it at some point. I'm really happy it's already getting a sequel announced. The pictures of the DLC, the first look, look really sick. And it's cool to have new games that are original. I think it's a fun twist. I say original. I know that it is a Souls-like game, and I know that it is also based on an existing IP, but I do think that it looks fresh enough that I'm like, I think it's original. It's a take on those things that I've never seen. Yeah, I mean, I'm still interested in dabbling in it, you know? There's nothing to purchase in November, so it's up, That's it's true. up in I mean, the You know how, you know how these things happen. You buy one, I buy one, you know what I'm saying? So we can see. Um, you know, there's a few things that are up for grabs. Liza P is definitely one Robo-Cop. of the contenders. We also got a little like Robo-Cop. a dragon. We got armored core. Armored core, I'm good on. Armored core, armored good core, on? I'm good on because I've watched. Uh, I mean, I love avoiding the puddle. So shout out to avoiding the puddle. But I watched him play it, mm-hmm. and that shit does not look fun. It looks very like it doesn't. I mean, mechanical, it literally, and how I know that the game is mechs, but I'm saying like the menus, the UI, nothing looks fun about it. It just looks like, okay, gray screen, here's some points, next mission. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to spend all my cash on that. Okay. Well, you know, Black Friday's coming around, so some of these games are going to get knocked down a peg. I think that for me, that's a sale game. That's a sale game. Here's my thing now that we're getting a little bit further in. At the right price. and Red Dead but Redemption. But like a dragon, I would buy before any of those. But like a dragon, I can't play yet because I have to play six. That's true, so. but it's just nice to have them, you know, support the studio. I support, I support yeah, everybody. I mean, everybody gets my money. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you mean you support games? So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I support games. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, there's a few contenders out there, and Liza P is mm-hmm. definitely one of them. It's an original IP. That's what it has fighting for it, even though it's not original. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we ain't no, there's no Pinocchio game like this, so this is original. Um, so, you know, it's up there. And it's also probably one of the highest rated ones that are up above the available contenders mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, it's sitting right around, like, low 80s, I think, on Metacritic. Yeah, and, and the aesthetic looks really cool. I should probably re-download the demo and see if I can beat mm. it, and then that'd probably help me push me over the yeah, edge. Yeah, I agree. But I think that's all we have on this wonderful episode. Do you have any closing thoughts? I think so too. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're almost at we're almost encroaching. This would be the first three-hour episode. It's not yeah. going to be. I think, I have but to it snip. would be. <laughs> it's not going to be because I have to snip. Yeah, I have to snip some stuff off. Only there was a little bit. Only if PlayStation had a few games for us to talk about. I mean, this is what easy. now we're looking at. Kind of, we're looking at like a a Chris Nolan runtime. In the time, why would you watch Interstellar? You could just listen to this episode. How do you feel about that being kind of regarded as his best film? I feel like that's the general consensus. Is I it think not? that. I don't think it's the general consensus. I feel like if we were to. I think if you were to actually ask everyone and record it, people would just say Dark Knight because they'll just be like Dark Knight. You think that would be it? I think it goes Interstellar, Dark Knight, then Inception. I think it. And how people view it, not my personal I taste, think, by the way. I think I, in like public I, perception. So I don't know. I guess I don't know what exactly what public perception would be. I do think that Inception, for some strange fucking reason, 
gets a weird like when it came out it was amazing and now people like think differently which i don't understand but it hasn't aged it well, has, which is oh, weird. like in opinion but like watching it it's not like it aged poorly you watch it it's the same shit not like in a bad way i fucking love inception but it's just it's too like smart for kids nowadays and like it doesn't have a multiverse ending so they just like do don't you understand. Think, this totally might not be the case but do you think people don't like leo and so they don't really be like oh i love inception i feel like it's possible i think i don't know if he, i feel like people fuck with i think i think women do not like leo because of the whole 25 thing so he does have that going against him where there is like a clear stance where it's like yeah, he's kind of a creep. Yeah, of course. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. Like, he's a great actor, and you can't, you can't deny that he's a great actor. But I don't know if he's like the person anyone's trying to root for. Yeah, which is yeah, it's unfortunate. I do think he's the best actor of our generation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't disagree. But he, yeah, he's he's not he's not he's not really good. He doesn't get that much love. He's not like he's not getting you know people like lose their shit over certain actors. Like Tobey Maguire got like all this weird hype when he came back for the Spider-Man movie, and it's like, dude, nobody give a fuck about Tobey Maguire. Why are you trying to act like y'all I know mean, this man? Even, what, Tom Tom Holland? I mean, come on. Come I on. Mean, Tom Holland. He's Spider-Man, but that's it. I mean, <laughs> come on. But... Yeah, I that's think... it. He's Spider-Man and Spider-Man. That's <laughs> I, all he I does. Think, I think that... I think that... I don't know what the general consensus <laughs> is, but I, I do think Interstellar <laughs> is fantastic. So, it's... But that's the one that gets always the movie clips on that one. Bro, come channel. on, all those Instagram movie, dude, all, Instagram? all those Instagram movie channels are a bullshit. They just share like yeah. the same things what over I hate and over too again. Is one of my, I unfollowed all of them. You know what I hate is one of my, one of my favorite movies is a part of that like always being shown thing, and I hate that. Like I feel like Lost in Translation is getting yeah, lost of course into it that. is. Which I don't like because I like that movie, and I don't want it to be like. I feel like when a movie gets on that level, it's getting like uh, like depreciated. It's depreciating in value. It's gone to mass market. Um, I I don't know. I would say the only reason why I unfollowed those is not because I felt like those movies were getting devalued, but just because I like to follow movie accounts where I feel like I'm learning or ex- like exploring new things. So since I wasn't getting much out of mm-hmm. it, I wasn't that interested. However, I don't. No matter how big a movie gets for me, I normally don't mind, and it normally doesn't change my opinion on it. So, yeah, because I mean, even like everything, everywhere, all at once, everyone's like, "Oh, so good." I'm the same way. I thought that shit was awesome. So I think that, yeah, for movies, and that shit was mid. Yeah, I know for you it was mid. (laughs) For you, but i don't know the the whole the whole chris nolan thing i mean i don't even know i mean who the fuck cares about like what oppenheimer i mean come on tenet shit sucked ass i think oppenheimer can be fun but that's something i have to watch at home i'm not spending three hours wrong when you haven't seen it you gotta say it's mid all right we haven't (laughs) seen it yet but they don't know that i want that sloppy Yeah, you're trying to see what they're doing that crossover movie for like a million barbenheimer so they can like pay for the rest of their expenses with no creativity at all and people will see it uh you saw that that was such a a personality for the summertime people i'm doing barbenheimer this weekend yeah you're doing barbenheimer (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you mean you're going to sit down and watch? People are just trying to right, have you're fun. You're just going right? down and watching two movies. <laughs> Could you imagine how much of an asshole I would look like if I posted on my social media? I was like, I bought two tickets today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, come on, like. You're like, I'm just here to see Bo's Afraid and fucking oh, whatever yeah, that was the a fuck crazy else. Movie. Napoleon. Are you interested Not in seeing really, Napoleon? I think that, uh, what's it? I, well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> well, Damn, okay, bro. I think that he's great, right? Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix is great, but the director is Joaquin. a bum. I mean, come on. Is exactly. the director? <laughs> it is. Is it Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott right. made Alien, okay. bro. He, so he made Alien, right? He made Alien like 44 yes. years ago. That's a good thing. But I'm saying like he was right once, so he has to be right again. Like it's 44 years. Like eventually he has to Actually, turn back speaking again. speaking about that, kind of worried me. I saw a headline for there's a new Alien movie and it's being. He said it's good. Yeah, He's but not like his it. opinion, if he says it's good, that's a red flag. The worst alien movie in recent memory he directed. <laughs> Did he make yeah, Prometheus? Yeah, that was good. It was the one after that. And you yeah, like but Prometheus. Then he fucked it up with the next one. That's not 40 years ago. All right, that's but not Prometheus 40 years is ago. an alien one, all right? Relax. Alien one is a movie that defined a genre, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like I know. You, you're the guy that's like aliens wouldn't exist, or <laughs> alien wouldn't exist without Star Wars, which is just like. It would but <laughs> if you think about it hard enough. But yeah, no, I mean the Barbie Harmony movie, whatever the fuck, that's awful. What else are we talking, talking about? about movies? Oh, we're hold on, before we up. finish with Alien, there was the what was the name? Oh no no no. The Covenant. new one is gonna be called Alien Romulus. What, 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 what is that? What are we doing? Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know. Uh, somebody yelling. Yeah, people yelling. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up for yeah. your, your loud ass family. <laughs> <laughs> Ends this for us. Yeah. We're, well, this was a great episode. I had a good time. I hope everyone enjoyed. If this is your first time, obviously, thank you. Welcome. Hope you come back. This will be sub three hours. It will be sub. Yeah. It will be sub three hours, but if you know, we we can make it to three hours if it needs to be three hours. There's nothing limiting us. Oh wait, but it may it may make it back because I do have to add on the outro. So we're good. Yeah, it's possible. It's above three hours. Possible. I mean, we could just above. delay. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> would want that though. I mean, I've got nothing else to say. No. All right. I'm All right, good. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If that wasn't a total waste of your time, consider leaving us a review on the service that you're listening on, as it really helps us out. If you'd like to be a part of the show, feel free to reach out to us on any of the socials linked in the episode notes. You can reach us with your questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, and ideas. Until next time, don't forget to keep breathing.